Recording. Are we recording? Yeah, okay, so I'm having shit put on me from the fellow Nerds of Oz because this is the second time that we've started this podcast. Hello, it's Nerds of Oz episode four. This episode, we're going to do a little bit of news. We're going to do a few reviews and recommendations. Then we're going to have a look at Batman 1989, also known as Tim Burton's Batman. I am joined today by my marvel friend, Josh. Hey guys, deja vu much? Yep, deja vu much indeed. And my DC-ish friend, Shane. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Unfortunately, we don't have a Lawrence, nor do we have the capacity to put any songs by Prince on Yet. the podcast. Yet. Yeah, that'll happen. He'll come to... Oh, no, he won't come to us, will he? Mm. Or he might, to, he might come to us in Rise a dream. Oh, Zombie Prince. Fucking watch that. Um, anyway, so we are here. Um, we are the Nerds of Oz. Uh, we are going to start off with a little bit of news of stuff that's been happening around the nerd traps lately. I'm going to roll over to you, Shane, because something literally happened. Well, when we first did well, this, it was half an hour ago. It was ago, half an hour, hour ago. Hour now it's an hour ago. <laughs> Two hours ago. Two hours, hours ago. Is it? Is it confirmed yet? Well, what's What's it? Well, sure. it's. Um, I just did a little bit of recon while I was down the back crying because we didn't finish recording that first half hour of stuff that we recorded, and it looks like it's confirmed. It's everywhere. Oh, cool. It's everywhere, and even people like Mike Carlin, Mike Carlin. From um, the comics industry, he was like worked for both DC and Marvel. Even he is saying this looks like a good idea. But Shane, tell us all about it. The Batman has been cast, and it's none other than your friendly neighborhood vampire, Edward Cullen, Robert Pattinson. Oh god, I was so excited then. I thought you were going to say Wesley Snipes. Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm pretty sure he's still in prison. Jokes, it's a DC, it's a Marvel movie. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's still in prison on tax fraud. Oh really? No, he's out. He's homeless. <laughs> He's living in his car. Yeah. Let me become part of the MCU. Yeah. He's actually living with, with uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he knows that white men can't jump. Yeah. Um, I like. I'm excited. I got. I've been tagged in it a lot for the last couple of hours uh, by all my other. Do you like Batman? Other friends. <sighs> Come on, Josh. No, I love Batman. <laughs> so that's the correct response. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I, I'm. I'm all for it. I think he has a really good acting resume. Uh, he's got great acting chops. He was unfortunately... Have you seen Twilight? He Fuck was, yeah. The first one's good, man. Get over it. Yeah, um, he, he made that apple bounce off his shoe yeah. and he caught it real good. I will now coin him Pac-Man. No, 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 I think he said Pac-Man. was like, waka, 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 waka. Waka, 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 waka. I love Scott Pilgrim. Oh, man. I think he's a cool choice. I mean, every single time something like this is done... People piss and moan about it. The the internet, and I'm rattling my fist at the internet. They always complain about it. As if it it's when... some source above. Yeah, it's like exactly. It's, 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 it's like heaven bound. Gosh it's... darn you with the internet. Some movie drops um, your knees, but yeah. we're we're talking about Batman '89 today, and it's the perfect opportunity to do that because Michael Keaton, when he was announced, and this is pre-internet, so it was in Starlog, and there was letter writing campaigns and and death threats sent to everybody from Bob Kane to Tim Burton, John Peters. John Peters and uh, Peter Gerber were sent um, death threats because they had 50, picked... 50,000. 50,000 death threats yeah. because Michael Keaton had been picked as Batman. It's a lot of letters. It's a lot of letters. It's um, not an email either. It's like you need to get a piece yeah. of paper. You need to buy a stamp. Yeah, you need to get the feather, put it, dip, <laughs> dip, it, in, dip, dip it in the ink, write it, and to, seal it. To whom it may concern. Yeah. You just seal it. All those sacks of mail just turning up and being like, holy fuck. Newman from Seinfeld would have been busy. But like, have, like initially would have gone, oh shit, this news has probably gone down really well. Look at all these letters. The You're dead. One, yeah. A box full of shit. Die, Bart, die. Yeah. 
just put a whole bunch of rakes out the front of your place. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm good. Oh. The by the. But, but I mean, um, Heath Ledger was slammed for the Joker, and I don't like him as the Joker, but he was slammed for that. You're um, one of them! I am. Gal Gadot. Um, Gal Gadot, Wonder ben Woman, Ben Affleck, Batman. Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig is Bond. Like, all of these people were were slammed. And all of these people, I believe, proved that they... I mean, all of them were decent actors and all of them proved to some extent the majority of the internet wrong. Like, I don't get me wrong, I don't like Heath Ledger as the Joker. But clearly, that's my issue because every single person on the planet other than me loves him as the Joker. So, I don't mind having a contrary opinion, but I wasn't one that went, there's no way he can do it. My objection to Heath Ledger's performance in the Joker has nothing to do with the character, it all has to do with the costume and the performance. And you're right by that, because years later, Brian Azzarello brought out a comic book called The Joker, and mm. it was, that's who the character was, it was Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. And everything about his character was in that comic book, and that's why it became that famous. So they added him into a DC Universe like comic book, and that's exactly right. He had nothing to do with the previous comic books. Yeah. And, and you know, it's... um. Uh, What's his name? Nolan was going for a realistic-looking Batman film, and that's fine. So instead of the Joker being a parody of a clown and all the rest of it, he like like in well like in Batman, as we're about to talk to later on, he turned him into a nutso gangs gangster slash psychopath and, that, and swallowing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that was where that had to work. That was going to work in that world. Um. So yeah, I don't have a problem. I'm I'm excited for Pattinson doing it. I I think and Matt Reeves Matt, is Matt still. Reeves, yes. So Matt Reeves, who directed. Planet of the Apes trilogy. Cool. And, and how good was that trilogy? Great. Like, when you're considering... Well, speaking of Tim Burton, when you're considering the shit-poor effort of um, the snail-headed apes from... Um, Michael Clark Duncan as a gorilla. Oh, dude. So I tight. mean, su- such a good choice to play... Was he Urso in it? Yes. Yeah. Such a good choice because of his size and his voice and everything. And that was such a clusterfuck of a film. I'm sorry. I'm good. sorry mums and dads listening, it but that was, was pretty shocking. That movie was everywhere. It was just like, what the fuck's going yeah. on? But... But do you know what's so funny is it, it was everywhere, but that still launched a cartoon series, a comic series of Planet of the Apes based on that style of film. Um, I can't remember, it might have been Dark Horse that published it, but they had a, a comic that went for maybe two years. It was like four or five, four-issue limited series based on that look, and, and we're all just as bad. And, <laughs> I, I enjoyed Paul Giamatti as one of the apes as well. He was like... He was, yeah. he was and, and his makeup it was, was yeah. spectacular. Yeah, I just... you know. All the reporting has led to, you know, Matt Reeves has taken it back to, like, I hope so, the basics. He's going, he wants to do a very noir film. He wants to do a more detective style, which is fucking needed. Batman's that's, a detective. And that's why I love Ben Affleck so much. He was a detective, you know. He was he was going out as Bruce Wayne. He was infiltrating parties. He was infiltrating fights. He was getting in, in, in the circles of the bad people that he needed to. Infiltrating to get... Wonder Woman. <sighs> yeah, he did. So it's going to be a black and white Blue's Clues. This is good. I guess. <laughs> Did the original Blues Clues die like overdose? No. Oh my god, everyone thinks he died. He just lost all his hair. And Steve? They, yeah, he lost what? all his hair and they didn't want to yeah. show kids okay. with uh, a bald. Alright, so whenever he, I he check, went on a holiday and then. Whenever I check the mail, because my daughter's old enough to have been a Blues Clues kid, when I check the mail, I still have that mail time, mail time, mail time song stuck in my head. I could sing it for you, but I'm not going yeah. to. I just hope I just hope Ron Patterson is. He's, he's got the confirmation. Matt Reeves is like, get your ass into the gym, boy. Start, yeah. start bench pressing. Start eating. Eight, eight, nothing eight, but eight, meat. Eat nothing but chicken for. Because <laughs> like, he's got two it's years. Some of the protein now. He has two years to get this kid to get this right, and 
I can't wait for it. You know, as I've got to put my fanboy away sometimes because I've been, I was very, I was very upfront about my hatred for Ben Affleck for a few months. Like I literally basically got on, got on. I was a, so angry about you about that. I know you were. I got onto a PA like and said the world is coming to an end. Ben Affleck is Batman, but now he is my favorite, and so I, I need to step back and so realize. Sending off some, uh, yeah. some, some handwritten letters with yeah. some stamps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys don't know what you're doing. And the thing, uh, the reason that I always said that Affleck was going to be a good Batman was because. The one thing that is good about the Daredevil film that is that he's in is Daredevil. He plays Daredevil great. He plays the tortured superhero really great. So if anything, the the only way that his sort of goes off the trail a little bit is the couple of jokes that he throws around are, are a little bit not Batman. But as far as the physical he's appearance, like, hey, I'm a funny Batman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My superpowers that I'm rich, bro. What jokes? Come on. What's your superpower? I'm rich. I'm rich, yeah. As if Iron Man doesn't do that shit. Yeah, but he owns that shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, he's I, like, yeah, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? Cool. And he just rolls it. By the way, like Batman's Batman gets out of every situation. Like, I bought it. Everyone knows. <laughs> everyone knows Iron Man is is Rob Denny, like is is Tony Stark. Batman's still like, hey, I'm rich, but don't tell anyone. I like I'm how sure. instead of just buying like Martha's house, he's like, I bought a bank. Oh yeah, and, 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 like, and the bank's still at your house. Uh, yeah. in, in, no, <laughs> in one of Nolan's Batman's films, when he gets into the, the, the restaurant, fountain, yeah. he buys the restaurant while he's there. It's oh, like, when, he, when he climbs in with the girls, yeah. and you're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just going to buy a place, don't worry about it. Yeah, like, that, that's going to be my solution from now on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I own you, you're yeah, exactly. a slave. I'm just going to tell people, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act up in restaurants from now on and just go, I just bought this restaurant, so... Can you me. try that and let us know next time? And it's like how it goes, and be like, and I have a court date for yeah. <laughs> yeah. Episode five of the podcast next week because I took a shit on a table. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm hoping they just bring it back to that, that basic detective, that detective mode. You know, he has to go do it, do his thing as Bruce Wayne, but also as Batman. He takes out those thugs. It does not need to be a proper villain in that movie. Yeah, be low key if it is going to be. Just take it right back to like the, that 40 style. Like I want to see him beating up people going, oh, I'll beat you up, see? So how about if they did like a, a Batman year one? Well, where, where for, like they do the thing where he's got the scar on his face oh. and infiltrates. Like you don't even see Batman until the end of it. And it's, it's little, whereas Batman Begins was like Batman had already begun. This is like Batman Begins. It's like his first trial in Gotham with the scar on his face and yeah, like, he meets Selina. Selina, and... yeah. I'd be happy if they bring in like Boss Moroni or, um, mm. like, or maybe even Zuko because I could set up... Uh, Someone like, more it, what? Grounded? More yeah. human level? If they bring up like Zuko, that could probably set up another film where like Nightwing comes... Like, like Robin comes into it because he's the one that kills... Robin's family, Boss Zuko. Nice. Yeah, so just someone low-key, like just a, a little faithful back to the comics. That's yeah, why I like Batman cool. Begins, because they had all those, you know, they had Maroni, they had Falcone. I like that stuff, you know. They don't have to bring the joke Maroni, out. Falcone, oh, the pepperoni, <laughs> linguini, cappuccini. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of a serious conversation. <laughs> <though. laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Pattinson's going to be great. Josh, you had a, a little bit of Game of Thrones stuff happening on the news on the uh, the news vine today. News vine, the news vine Tumblr Instagram. Yeah, yeah. that'll um, do. That's a news vine. Yeah, the game the game of chairs is getting some big backlash at the moment because people don't like how uh, this shit working. Um, they're not happy that they're on one episode remaining. Uh, what next next week and uh, how long do you reckon it'll go for? Uh, they've released the run times I forget I think the next one's pretty short actually I was expecting four an, days I was expecting <laughs> I was expecting an hour and a half an episode but four they, hours like, they've, only, they've only been doing like an hour and well, 15 well they described them as movie length but then I was like movie length maybe like for an, the like maybe for the 90s like an movie animated length is, movie length yeah, like, yeah. yeah animated movie length yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's how they fix everything really quickly with the budget that they have they make it all animated 
Yeah, that's I'm how they fix it. I totally watch um, it. Not to say there's anything wrong with it, but there are a lot of people having backlash at the moment. The internet has said that they do not like it. I do not like it. Sam, I am. Why? I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. Um, they, is it they, because that fucking Cersei just? I mean, sorry, Daenerys just went fucking full psycho and just, just killed everyone. It just doesn't meet their expectations. A lot of the storylines don't match. It's up. Star Wars all over again. Yeah. Like uh, the fans are destroying <sighs> the the thing they love the most, which is ironically funny. Um, but they're not happy. Uh, petitioners come out saying they've got 200,000 signatures for season eight to be rewritten with oh. capable, and I'm in, you know, bunny ears in here, capable uh, directors and writers. Oh my God, um, do better then. Somebody step up then. Whoever's yeah. listening, somebody this do is it. Just it. It's, it's always these people who are sitting there, who are sitting there going, oh, I could write better than that. Do it. Come up with a new concept and, and do it. And then when you're famous and you're making a million dollars every time you write a script... Go to a podcast, Nerds of Oz, for example, and say to those people in that in that podcast, the reason I did this was because Game of Thrones sucked and I said that I could do it better on the internet and here I am and I've got millions of dollars in the bank. Yeah. Instead of just instead of just rattling your your cornflake stained fist in the air. Quinoa on it. Oh, yeah, so the, so oh, has so the internet become gentrified as well? Yeah, has it's it? It's all hipster shit. <laughs> uh, fuck They're all on Pinterest complaining. Um, no, fuck you, guys. No, um, yeah, that's the big problem, and it's like I, I think they're just thinking, hey, if we get if we get some signatures, that'll fix everything. It's like, yeah, yeah. But then you got to pay the cast, you got to pay the supporting cast behind it, all the people behind the scenes, you got to pay writers, directors, you know, you got to get a lot of money. Look, if you acquire what fifty million dollars. $10 million, I don't know however much they want to invest into this. $15 million was spent on one battle alone this season. So let's say $50 million is a nice round number. You get $50 million and get that on your little, uh, yep. um, in your little what, GoFundMe account. They might consider it, but at the same time, they're probably going to say, stuff you, this is our baby and yeah. this is how it's turned out. I bet you next Do episode, it. when the Iron Throne pops up in the credits, Michael Bay will be sitting on it. A lot of people have just said <laughs> it's going to be like Ed Stark waking up. Uh, oh, from like, a dream, I'll yeah, it'll be like that, a yeah. dream sequence. Ah, like, don't, oh, no. go, don't go to the north. Yeah, I had this horrible dream. <laughs> oh, that'd like... be awesome. I mean, that would piss him off something chronic. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you should say that because um, uh, on social media, Larry, Larry Hammer, who the guy who um, created the he t- he was the one who turned GI Joe from being a Barbie sized doll in the sixties to creating a whole storyline of like a super force of cool soldiers. Sick last name as well. Sick last name, the Hammer. The Hammer's packing. Like like Fred the Hammer Williamson or Larry Hammer. I know who I'm going for. Force Hammer. He actually yeah, posted, Are you worthy yeah, to hold the he hammer? Is then. He should just call himself Larry Molnier. No, but people I feel be like people would go Whoa. trying to lift him up at conventions all the time. <laughs> you are not worthy, put me down. <laughs> but he actually said um a couple of things that he said on fa- um, Facebook today. Um he linked to the the, the story of the yeah. people wanting it remade and he said it's not choose your own adventure, you entitled morons. And this is exactly right. The, the thing that fans that do beca- tend to become entitled, I mean, like, uh, the amount... I, I brought up George Lucas before, the amount of people that complained about it. Every time he did something in Star Wars, they complained about it. And the thing is that you're playing in his backyard. If he says that the way that we play Uno is every time you play a wild card, everybody draws four cards... That's how you play it because you're playing in his backyard. It doesn't matter if the rules are different. He's playing his house rules. These guys, they own this shit. They're playing their house rules. And didn't they just get some? Uh, didn't they just get employed to write 
and the next Star Wars films. Let me tell you something. I was going to say, they just got employed and people are shitting on it so hard already. The, well, me- the memes on that are fucking crazy as well. well let me tell you oh, something. I'm shitting out of space now and it's just like... Oh, let let me tell you something. If I had something like Game of Thrones and I was offered Star Wars, I'd be finishing Game of Thrones as quick as I fucking could to get onto Star Wars ASAP. ASAP. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and something else that Hammer goes is... Um, something else that Hammer says is... Uh, uh, do it better yourself. And he, he says that Sam Peckinpah was so enraged when he saw the film The Professionals, he mailed the wild bunch to show people how to do what's right. And this is just it. If you don't like what they're doing, do it yourself. Do you and and there, is, there is no reason why you can't these days. Like, look at the amount of people that make movies on their phones and like they bash a script together and get five friends together. I, I know a couple of cosplayers who actually redid Halloween themselves, shot for shot. With just cosplayers cosplaying as all of the actors in, in even all then, the characters. Even then, small films like... Did you play Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh. No. Yeah, you did. Even I then, well, <laughs> I, really, I really love uh, Paranormal Activity. The first one, built on a budget of, what, 15 grand? Mm-hmm. Those movies Fucking suck. Cool. I don't care what anyone yeah. says about that movie. A movie made on 15 grand that then has turned into a, what, five, six film franchise yeah. now and made millions? Fucking... I'm putting yeah. the sta- I'm, I'm putting the standard fanboy one down of Clerks by Kevin Smith. Mm. He sold his comic book collection to make that movie, and he did it with four friends, four or five friends that he knew, and he got like ten people of the outside, and he made a fucking movie that has gone down in cult history. That has launched his career. I'm gonna say launch. I say launch with my yeah. fingers quoting. Um, but you know, your bunny is. Yeah, yeah, my bunny is. So he's made so many. I've seen every one of his movies. He's opened a comic book store. He's like a fucking motivational speaker. I've got a Funko Pop of him. So do I. Yes, it's a nice book. Yeah. He has his own podcast. He travels with his podcast and he still writes and he's recently had heart attack. Hang on, hang on. He's an old dude. He's got a beard. Comic book collection. He's fat. Comic book collection. Has his own podcast. Am I Kevin Smith? He's vegan though. Fuck that shit! <laughs> I'm eating me a steak. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I know that's you said it so good up until then, and then what happened? No, he needed to because he had a heart attack, which nearly killed his life. It was called the Widowmaker, and he had to. He's lost sixty pounds since. Seriously though, like lots of people have heart attacks and they don't become vegans. Yeah, my mum had one, didn't become one. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that. Big ups to Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Debbie. The, good uh, the on unbreakable you. Debbie. Tonight, Shane's gonna buy you a steak <laughs> <laughs> wrapped in bacon, dipped in cheese. Deep fried. <laughs> no, she actually um, doesn't eat cheese. She's hamburgers, not cheeseburgers from McDonald's. She doesn't like the cheese. Oh, yeah, shit. well, I'm not going to tell you the secret. Well, we'll we're sitting hey, here with a guy that, who doesn't have sauce on shit. That, so. that, that shit will stick to anything. You know, we used to throw that <laughs> shit at the walls. Yeah. Not together. Uh, yeah, uh, undis- undisclosed locations, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> undisclosed mo- like locations. McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that, that, that's a pretty interesting. It, it's kind of sad. It reflects sad on all of the all of the nerds when people get upset about it. I sometimes wonder if, like, I, I have a thing about nerds. There's nerds who are the fans that just will follow anything, and the, and the nerds, those nerds are the ones that are still wishing that Firefly would come back. Like, there's those people who are just dedicated and love it. They're, they're people like the the people like the people from the five hundred and first. For star, who, just star Wars, love, who yeah. are dedicated to Star Wars. I kind of think sometimes that these people that complain about this stuff, they're more passengers. They're like, they're into this while it's on, and the second it's gone, they'll sell, they'll sell all of their box sets, and they'll disappear, and they won't watch anything like that again. Like my my wife's a passenger nerd, Harry Potter, full tilt into it. The second it finished, not interested in it again. She didn't go to something else. She was you got called out hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's true though. Like she um she was full tilt into Harry Potter, 
and I think she went to Twilight and then Fifty Shades of Grey and then was gone. And that was her that was her nerd life and she was like not interested again. The Marvel movies, she doesn't care if she sees everyone or not. I I have to sit there with who's that? What did she say when I said who's that? Yeah, it's like (laughs) shut up and go outside. Um, but yeah, like so, you know, there's um there's passenger nerds, and I think it's the passenger nerds that really complain. And the reason that I use my wife as an example is because every time we'd go and see a Harry Potter film that she'd read a book of, she'd go, I don't know how you understood that because so much was missing. And it's because I'm not watching a book, I'm watching a film. She fucking pwned me the other Two day with a Harry movies. Potter quote, man. She absolutely roared at me because I didn't know something about it. I said, might have said a Horcrux. Horcrux, yeah. What about Jeez, it? fuck, I don't know what that is. Hawks, and, a Horcrux. A Horcrow. <laughs> and then, yeah, and she was just like... So I'm like, goes, you need to start reading the books, honey. And she, and she, and she, she dropped the honey on me. I'm like, fuck, yeah. damn. She, she'll honey you every yeah. time. If, yeah. if, she, if she pulls the honey out of the quiver, you've, you're getting stung. Oh. You're getting stung. Love you, Sam. Um, the, the other thing that I think really cool that happened this week is that we had an It 2 <gasps> trailer drop. We did. Um, I have to admit that I'm a little bit more excited for this than I was for the Endgame, mainly yeah. because I'm both a horror and a... And a comic guy. To watchpile. To watchpile.com. To watchpile.com. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think um, this looks pretty good. Josh, what do you think of the trailer? Now I'm just thinking, you said horror and pop culture, and I'm just imagining like, Pennywise transform into Thanos and just snapping his fingers at people. Uh, but it'd, it'd be yeah. everybody that would go. Yeah. <laughs> I, think Bill Scar- um, I think Bill Skarsgård has better taste than that. Alright, you're just mad he didn't like, pop out of a drain as Batman did. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he turns into Killer Croc. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Get out of the drain there, you have a million dollars. He turns into the Penguin. Complain yeah. <laughs> here. Um, no, I'm really, really keen. Uh, you got, what, a little uh, two-minute scene with Bev Marsh uh, and fucking creepy old lady. Do like. not give away much. It sort of looked like that the, the, the old woman could have been, like, the mother of... I, I thought it was more the, an, an, a, a, son, a daughter or a, yeah. or a grandchild of, of Pennywise. Yeah. Oof, I think Jesus. she's actually recycled in the OG movie. She's actually in the library. Uh, seen uh, watching uh, one of the kids. Well, I thought that was a librarian. Ben, ben. Yeah, is she's in. A, she's in the background. She's she a librarian, and she's. I think it's heavily. You watch it again. That was the scariest heavily, scene. She's dude. heavily watching and him. She's slowly getting closer yeah. to him. I didn't yeah. notice that. It was Nat that said it to me, and I was just like, "Holy she's shit!" Check it out, and that's that's what the really cool thing I liked. And and then you get obviously this little bit of a narrative kind of. Catching up on what's been going on. That would be such a these, good tie-in as well. crazy little like body, body ticks and the yeah. way she talks and stops abruptly. And, and it's enough to make you, if you're a normal person in that situation, go, something's off here. But then it just keeps flowing and you're like... Especially with the clock maybe, ticking in the background. Yeah. yeah. I fucking hate the that. The flies in the window. Yeah. That made me think of the... like. Ah, just something. It's one of those things you walk around a corner and open a cupboard and there'd be a dead. So that that was Bev's old apartment that she lived in, right? Her old house, because she she picks up the postcard and Uh, and it's still covered in blood that only they could see. Really cool. But you get the that weird walk and then. So did you guys find the the old person nude? Yes. Weird as well. Yes. Yes. So should should I put pants on? No. Oh Jesus! No, oh my God! <laughs> He's coming at us! No! Um, no. Put pants on with yeah, The scary, the scariest bit to me was not even any of that. It was just a simple, just when she wanders into the kitchen, being like, "I'm gonna go check out some cookies," and then she just sticks her head just around the corner, and then kind of pulls it back, and you're like, oh. "We're sitting in the dark right now as well," which is weird as well for everyone listening. I, I actually really like those trailers. I, I think the trailers where they show a scene, like the ones where it's just like, and I guess it's the more action movie one where they want to show you. A rough idea of what the plot is, and then blam, 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 blam. Tom Cruise climbing the, the fucking yeah, opera house. Yeah, yeah, you know all of that sort of stuff. I, I like the ones where it's these slower ones, and it, and it's cool too because 
anybody who's going to watch the trailer for it too has seen it. So they're going to be immediately familiar and you sit down and you watch it and you just go, this is off the fuck, fucking hook creepy. I think it throws you straight into the movie. It, it yeah. throws you straight into that universe straight up there. And for two minutes, you're in that universe. You're going, oh, I'm watching part of the movie. And then, you know, you get that cut just as you kind of get to the stinger moment and you're like, ah... And then you get to see the little 30 seconds or a minute worth of... Like the mini you know, vignettes of yeah, everybody's place. Of little things How much does she up? look like Beverly Marsh as well? Like, oh, Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Crimson Pook. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love her in Molly's Game. I think she's... Oh, yeah, sure. Have you seen her in that? Yeah. Brilliant movie. Is that the one about the poker... Poker princess. Yeah. yeah. It oh, starts I... off as like a like an Olympic movie and like as a she's a uh, a mogul skier. Yeah. And you're like, oh... It's based on a true story. It's a bit... Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, it's okay, I guess. Not what I was expecting. And then, bam, Shane to poker. I love poker movies and... Bill, Spot the, on money. Bill Hader as Richie. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. The, the, the cast for this is, um, as I was saying before, Deja Vu, um, second time around. Um, the original... The, the kid actors who actually interviewed uh, in a room and said, hey guys, we're going to do an exercise. Write down who you would want your adult version to be, like cast as who would be your ideal actor. And they wrote them down and all revealed them and then explained why. And then pretty much half of them have actually been invited to star as or cast as their older version, which is great. And they do a table read of a five-minute scene for it too, uh, leading up to this with all the, the kids with their older versions uh, and, and just their, their little name plaque says older or younger that version. That better be in the Blu-ray. Um, they better sh- shut I, the I heavily think it would be. Um, and, and they're just having a lot of fun with it, reading, enjoying it. Um, and the chemistry is just spot on like they, they're all there as friends they're not just two people who are thrown into a room and be like hey become friends in five minutes see ya yeah. um, they genuinely feel like they have a really cool role how awkward reaction. would that be we're just gonna to, okay <laughs> okay, 14 year old boy we're gonna make you sit with this 40 year old man in a room for 15 minutes don't do anything I wouldn't yeah, do yeah exactly it's like, hasn't yeah. this sort of Hollywood finished yeah. now yeah I feel like in the first one though all these like all the kids had their little like their little idiosyncrasies they had from themselves yeah so I feel like they would be like you know um, I would do this so you need to sort of like play on that you know and how, I think if all the adults yeah, d- yeah. adopt all those because really Richie really there's play. a cinematic language that they've got yeah because Richie loved playing Street Fighter that was one of his things in the first one he's like I want to go play Street Fighter so I'm hoping that you know, Pennywise is going to be chasing him he's like no man you got to save the game no man no, 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 play, I'm playing as Guile ah. <laughs> if I do this move but, but I'll there, there, will, I'm, I'm, there will be there will certainly be there was things that were made quite obvious um, there was like when when I first when, when I first <laughs> you just had that moment yeah when, when I first saw it the the, the remake it I, what? I, I it what movie it, you know it when I first saw it yeah. anyway when I when I first saw it I thought um there was a couple of things where I thought oh these kids are acting really shit but then what I realized was it was no they're pointing out that personality trait um uh, Beverly doesn't really have to have one because. She has something about her that's different to all of the boys. She has red hair. Mike doesn't really have She's to. A girl. Yeah, Mike doesn't really have to have thing because because he's the the black kid. Um, well, no, <laughs> that's no, a but, quirk. But but, but but no, I don't yeah. mean that as a quirk. Yeah, I mean that like this is his identifier. Yeah. So when they show the adults, it's going to be like the black guy's Mike, the redheaded girl. You is can naturally going to be pick Beth. up. But who who of the boys is who? And Bill Hader is. And you're going to find um, the the kid who's the the sickly one. Eddie. Eddie, thank you. Yeah. Eddie Kasparak. You'll yeah. find that he will... Um, because the way that Eddie used his um, his puffer was a way that I've never, ever seen an asthmatic use their puffer before. It was real... Yeah, like a, yeah. 
Like it was really over the top done, and you'll find that that was done so that there is a. This is you. You will know that that's him because that's the way it was done. Um, you pull out his little Monday to Sunday yeah. pill pocket thing out of his pocket. The interesting thing is, though, is that the identifier for Ben was that he's tubby, and I think that what we're going to find that's is that's probably the, the only thing that big changed. The identifier for Ben is going to be that he is not tubby. I think that the who have they got to play Ben? Sense Jay Ryan, the Australian dude. He, okay. actually, he actually looks like Nicholas Holt a lot. So he's going to be pretty buff and bold. Yeah, if they're going to be like, whoa, you like yeah, one eighty your life. So, so the identifying him will be is that he is definitely not the fact. Well, I think he's described in this one as being a uh, film writer or a screenwriter. Yeah, yeah he's a screenwriter. Yeah, he's a screenwriter, yeah, he's a screenwriter yeah. and he's yeah, he's I making a lot of money. And... John Boy Walton from the Waltons. Imagine um, if he makes all his money he off. He played him in the original one. He writes about his childhood, being like, "There's a fucking creepy clown that followed us around." Well, they can't like, remember it. Oh, they, oh, well, it depends if they go. How 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 close do you think are they going to stick to? Well, I don't know. I mean, they already, at the end of the first one, they were, when they were sitting around talking, when they were unpacking everything that had happened, they were already talking about how they were forgetting the details already. Oh, there we go. So I, don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's, it's like... Was I very... one of the kids? Fuck, who knows? <laughs> the I remember very, them the very final yeah. scene, the, That yeah. very final scene where they're all sort of saying goodbye, they're, they're sort of... Um, they're, they, I think one of them makes a mention, I'm already sort of starting to forget it. And, and they do that in the, in the original oh. as well, and I think they do it in the book as well. Interesting. Um, cool, we might... Um, we might drift into our news now. What do you think? Hells yeah. Hell yeah. So by news, obviously what I meant was reviews because they're both words that end in use and I didn't... Anyway. Justin um, said, Justin said words two... are confusing. Words, words confuse me. Justice yes. had two beers. Yes. <laughs> one, hello, I'm a one-pot screamer, I'll have you know. Did you press but record this time? Shut your fucking face. It, it looks like it is recording. This is good news, guys. Wow, this, is, this is so rude. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna review a couple of stuff. We'll recommend a few bits and pieces. Um, I'm going to start this time. I picked up um, Fantastic Four Forever. Um, is it with the big four? Yeah, as the four number in it? And then, no, it's well, it's Forever's F O U R. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is from the latest series of um, of Fantastic Four, which is really cool. I've written myself down some notes this time. Um, so the FF, I'm I'm a huge FF fan. Like I love. Jack Kirby and Stanley's FF, and I love John Byrne's run in the in the eighties. They're two runs, like they're not necessarily individually f- favorite comics, but they're certainly runs of comics. Would he be your top like writer? Oh, John Byrne. John Byrne, yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah. That the run that he did, um, they did. He did so many things where fans clamored against him because he did stuff like uh, he killed Doctor Doom. He um, had Galactus die at the hands of Reed. Uh, no, he had Galactus not die. And Reed Richards was the one who saved him. Um, so he did some amazing... And then he did some quirky stuff as well. Like he had an, a whole issue of the comic where the whole thing was drawn on the side. So you actually read it like a calendar. Um, because he needed... He didn't need height in the story. He needed width. He needed width. So Get he actually just... Full length. He just drew it sideways. Yeah. So he did... And he's, he's also the guy who with um, Alpha Flight, he did, he did a really... A story where... Um, I think her name was Snowbird from Alpha Flight where she had to fight this demon in the snow... And so it's just basically 20 completely white pages with, with voice bubbles all through it. Um, and it tells the story amazingly. Like it's, like, it's like the film Whiteout where you can barely see a thing, but there's all of this stuff That's a happening. really creative way of telling a story as well. I've got an Alice in Wonderland one, and it's similar to that calendar aspect, but you literally just keep turning That's cool. the book upside down because you don't know what way is up from down. And no matter which way you read it, there's always something new you'll pick up. I have a six, cool. I've got a 66, 66 Batman issue where it's on the side, Dutch tilt. Nice. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Um, so 
because I'm a big FF fandom, Marvel Comics for a while hasn't hasn't really felt like Marvel Comics because the FF are the cornerstone. The the FF where they've the, been. <laughs> yeah, well, and this is what this is about jo- actually. Josh um, so the, yeah, Josh Josh Trank kidnapped them and put them in the boot of his car. They've been hiding. Um, so this trade collects Fantastic Four one to four, which was from two thousand eighteen. It's by Dan Slott with art by Sarah Pacelli. Um, and when this came out, it, it had a bunch of alternate covers. There is a beautiful, beautiful um, set from the issue one where Stanley Art Germ Lau did like a portrait of all four of the Fantastic Four, and it's amazing. Um, okay, so so this story takes place after the third Secret Wars and the FF have been split up. The Thing and the Human Torch uh, now living on Earth, wondering if Reed and Sue are okay. But they're actually traveling. They're actually traveling pan dimensionally, and because Franklin Richards has these weird superpowers that where he's like the most powerful mutant in the Marvel universe, he's actually creating universes. He and the Molecule Man are creating universes because Secret Wars destroyed like the multiverse. They're recreating it. I've got all those issues. The Secret Wars. Oh really? Yeah. Um, so uh, they're traveling around with um, the a whole pile of different children. Like I said, Franklin. Uh, so this has got the kids in it as well. Yeah, so all of the what they call the Freedom Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got like Archie and Leech who are in X Factor. Um, it's got Alex Power who's one of the Power Pack kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got all of these kids and they're traveling the gal and and also Valeria who's super smart like Reed, like mutantly super smart like Reed is. Um, and uh, they're attacked by a being called Entropy, and Entropy's job is to the destruction of universes. So she's wondering why these universes are popping up, and so she starts following them and destroying them as they leave them. Uh, and Reed and Sue need help because they can't beat this woman who's going to, who's, or this being who's going to destroy them. So they put a pan-dimensional call for every single member of the Fantastic Four ever to help oh. them. So in this series, you've got everyone that's ever been in the Fantastic Four. Black Panther, Storm, uh, Power Man, or Luke Cage, whatever you want right, to call him. I'm, I'm going to be... I'm, I'm ignorant when it comes to Fantastic Four. I really want to start reading it, yep. as I've said to you. I always thought that they only had their four members. Well, over the years... So, at one point in the 70s, Reed actually cured um, Ben of the thing, I, yeah. thing. So, he was given a suit, because he was still wanted to help. He was given a, a thing suit that he used to wear. Um, and it was like a... It was like an Iron Man costume, I mean, but, it was yeah. thing, but it was thing shaped. But it was better. Um, <laughs> it was made of rocks Yeah, yeah. it was made of it was rocks It really heavy And the interesting thing is Is that there is a A character who's one of the other One of the alternate Fantastic Four Who actually stole the suit And didn't wear the head And she's called <laughs> Miss Thang Oh yeah I heard, Yeah, I yeah heard, so, heard, so, yeah. so it's like Just this pretty girl's head Inside this gigantic thing costume So basically just um, uh, Ghost Rider's been a member Of the Fantastic Four MVP. Ghost Rider um, Wolverine uh, There was at one, one point the, the Fantastic Four Was Spider-Man Wolverine Hulk and Ghost Rider. Yeah, for like for like yeah. four for like four issues. Drawn by Art Adams. Beautiful story. Um hilarious story too, because like those guys aren't the fantastic. Well, it's yeah, the same, it's it the just, same as like the Avengers, it's right? Just same you, Avengers, you're always yeah. expending yeah. Ma- yeah, you're always expanding you know, like, members, you're always throwing people in, so and, and like, like um Frankie yeah. Ray, she joined the Fantastic Four and they they to the point that they were gonna change their name to the Fantastic Five because she was like a human torch character and she ends up um, going to Galactus and being Nova, the character Nova, who's oh, cool. one of his... Um... And Marvel's doing a, a Nova movie. Uh, no, that's Nova Core. That's not this Nova. I Different would, Nova. I won't try to chime in on the Marvel talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, 
Um, this comic is beautifully written. It's such a good story. From the from the pain that um, Ben and uh, Johnny are going through with not having Reed and Sue there, um, to uh, the actual adventures that they're having, these these pan dimensional adventures that the others are having, it's a real lot of fun. I, I can't really can't recommend this enough. It's so good. It's really so good. I, I, the second volume came out comes out next week. I actually ordered it last night from King's Comics in the city. Um, that's Sydney City. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty pumped to read the next volume of this because the next volume is actually The Thing and Alicia are finally getting married after yes. 60 years of being together. But, yeah, Josh, what do you got for us? It's going to be hard to enjoy yourself playing with some rocks, but you know, <laughs> get, your, get your rocks get off. Your, oh, hey. there it is. Um, what was it? Uh, how long is Endgame been out for now? Two, three weeks. Two, three weeks, yeah. So the American launch date, which would have been, I believe, the 26th. Two days after us. Fuck, Fuck you, America! Yeah, Trump couldn't fix that. <laughs> oh, dear, he, he put the wall up. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, blocked all the movies getting... Um, <laughs> savage today, Josh. I love it. What are you going to do? Come yeah, to Australia? Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Next um, episode, Trump is a special guest. Yeah, Trump's special guest. Cool. Um, Josh has actually died. BYO here. Um, anyway, uh, they had a exclusive uh, Adidas collaboration uh, with... Marvel. Is that what uh, these boxes are? All these special, special boxes. So, uh, Adidas to the Americans. Designed by Jen Bartley. Um, sorry if I butchered that. But the first one I ordered, because I wanted to treat myself, was this lovely... You deserve it, girlfriend. I know, right? Have you, have you opened these? I have these ones. The other ones. You haven't? Oh, oh, shit. We're here for Virgin. it. Virgin. We're now we're now YouTube wow. channel doing an unboxing channel. So I've got these beautiful Thanos shoes. Holy, Holy fucking shit. shit. They are the bomb. Sorry, uh, people. You can't see this. I might take a photo of them and uh, put them please. on Instagram. Please. We'll throw a photo up. Um, They've got the stones on them. Oh, hey, my God. See, even Shane knows what they are. Good luck, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate Adidas, dude. They yeah. are fucking awesome. You got some cool little like stars just scattered throughout of them. I've got oh to lace them up and stuff. God damn. And, and this is weird because this isn't something that Adidas would normally do. And this is normally this, a band no, yeah. thing. This is what I really wanted I to talk I about. I know Nike's gone on top of it as well. Yeah, yeah so Nike um, did the Spider-Verse ones. Spider-Verse ones, yeah. Adidas are doing these ones. There's mentioned for some... They're doing some... They're doing a Kappa Thor and an Iron Man set as well. Uh, <gasps> they are so smart doing this those, ones, though. Round out that trilogy. You get the Marvel logo on the side. Um, oh, but, but that's something I kind of wanted to talk about with these. So this is something that, like I said, 10 years ago... Oh, you would never see in terms of like nerds having shoes they can wear. Yeah, no, like get stuffed. That would never be a thing. I'm wearing a 1989 Batman shirt right now. They'd have a completely different audience they're focusing on. Yeah, now they're expanding up into a completely different audience, which is awesome because there's and it's interesting. Whatever makes the money, right? It's interesting too because um one of the things that um that Batman eighty nine, which we'll talk about soon, did give us was that it gave everybody an opportunity to let their nerd flag fry. Fly because everybody had a Batman shirt on when that came out. Batmania was like Beatlemania. Shane hasn't taken this shirt off since <laughs> 18, 1989. He came out of the womb where he it came was. out of the womb where yeah. it, he had to grow into it. Batman! <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Uh, but no, yeah, something even just really cool with the boxes. They've just got these iconic, really, really cool, like, Stickers, labels, whatever nice. you call them. That really just, bam, these are your... And now Marvel is getting that fucking juicy Adidas money. Mm. Adidas money Yeah, well. man, that's it. And Josh, then... can I open that box? No, no, let Josh no, 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 no. do it. No, no, you can. Um, so this is the the good Captain Marvel set as well. And it's a nice picture too. I've only seen pictures of this online. Oh my god, he hasn't opened. He hasn't opened. Oh them. my god, it's still got the tissue in it. Oh, They're not shit. in here. <laughs> yeah, we've been robbed. They got snapped. But yeah, no, they um, 
There's these beautiful blue, red, and gold uh, full star pattern throughout them. Holy shit, they are amazing. It's got the... It's got the price tag. So, um, so Josh, um, <laughs> so, what, we, what was the dollar do that you right, paid for these? So, I'm looking at the dollar do right there. All right, so... It, that's the American dollar do That's not what Josh uh, paid plus delivery. This is, um, this is another fun part of the story is Josh decided to drink that night uh, <laughs> and treat himself to a few drinks. I don't drink a lot. I bet you were gaming, um, drinking, and you were like, wait a second. I was. I was your wait, legends. I was waiting for uh, the midnight launch. And they sold out in 15 minutes. Mm. I'll have you know. Um, but... Was staying up late, was like, cool, made an American account, because they're exclusive to lead only America unless you ship to Australia. Haha, <laughs> worked that one out, you idiots. Um, <laughs> got around that one. Um, but no, bought them, <laughs> cool, added them to cart, done, you know, we'll send you a bill, no problem. And I was like, mission accomplished, went to sleep that night, and then was like, if I made an American account, will it be in American dollars? Yep. Bill came and it was in USD and um, Josh, what was it? That was a nice six hundred dollars and forty nine cents for, for both pair. For both pairs, is that including delivery? Yeah, that's, that's including the shipping. All right, I'm gonna shipping was thirty five dollars for each box apparently because boxes are hard to ship. And I'm like, mm. Josh, you need to realize though, fifteen minute sellout. You you live in Australia. You're an Australian. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine how many people have these in Australia? There, there were a certain number of sizes. For, yeah. From, you're from 4 to... No, I'm 11. Fuck yeah, dude. Actually, if you were a 10, you would not have gone a pair. Uh, 10 sold pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. All these are uh, an 11 for me. US 11 or UK I'm an 11 too, so if you ever decide to sell a pair of them, well, that, that, that's what everyone's asked me. They're like, are you going to wear these? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to wear these. But everyone's like, oh, are you going to keep them as a collector's item? And now I'm kind of thrown. Nah, man. But I'm like, no. Fuck I, that, I would not yeah. wear them. Huh? No, fuck that, I'd wear them. No, that's man. the thing. I, I'm, I would wear them. And that, that was the intention of buying them. I'm like, I want to wear these and rep these shoes. Like, you know. Every, every single beautiful. pair of limited vans that I've got. And I've got, okay, I've got two. But I've, I've got two pair of vans that are limited ones. And I wear the shit out of both of those shoes. I've got a pair of... Um, Woody from Toy Story ones that mm-hmm. even have Andy written on the written sole. on the bottom, yeah. Um, and I've got a pair of the Spider Man ones from maybe eighteen months ago, mm-hmm. and I wear the shit out of those shoes because it's like people go, those Spider Man shoes are awesome, and I'm like, I know that's why I bought them. I actually had a I, mate. I had no, no idea. I just bought them on a whim. Yeah, and I found them in a dumpster. You fuck with. Of course they're awesome. That's why I bought them. I actually had a mate who got Andy tattooed to the bottom of his foot when we're on schoolies. Shout out to Sean. Oh, dude. <laughs> God, you've cool. just made my toes No, no, cool. it only lasted like six months because there's like hardly any like... Oh, I was going to say, I don't, under- I don't think you understand how a tattoo works. It's meant to be permanent, but okay. Yeah, no, but at like, the bottom of your foot though because the ink can't hold it on. Where, 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 where do you get it done? On your, oh, in Bali. Oh, I've never done with but, yeah, yeah. Was done the, t- the tattoo fell off, but oh. the sepsis is forever. <laughs> Josh, bringing something else home. That is a tight purchase. That, that's amazing. Well, yeah. well, um, well done. Money well spent. It's not a comic, guys, but yeah, no, that is where I wanted to go with we'll it. We'll post some pictures up we'll of post, that. We'll definitely post it. Was, it was things to do with merchandise apart from toys, collectibles, and stuff yeah. like that. So things like shoes, shirts. Uh, when you go out to cars these days as well, they've, they've just released an Iron Man car as yeah. well. Um, who was it that is, did that Lexus? Is it a Tesla? Uh, no. Did Elon Musk do it? No, he didn't. But that was who the original character for the MCU was based on. Well, vaguely, yeah. Um, I so Tony Stark smokes heaps of marijuana. Yeah, he does some stuff. He loves the dope. It was Joe uh, Rogan who got it. No, yeah, I think I think it was Lexus. Ah, uh, they they did the car. Okay. Um, which is which is stuff that, like I said, I don't think you'd see ten well, years ago. Funnily enough, ago. I was in, I was in a Zing the other day, and uh, Zing's a pop culture toy shop in Australia. And they actually have these cool box sets that are like a car and a small metal figure. 
in related to so there's like an Iron Man car and I think it's a Mustang and it comes with a little Iron Man there's a Black Panther one that comes with a little Black Panther is it, is it Panther. Diecast? yeah they're Diecast yeah, so they're yeah. from um, I've got the 66 ones yes yeah. yeah. and they also did some um, they did some bombshell ones as well oh. of Wonder Woman and um, Harley with um like 1940s and 50s pickup trucks. Yeah, they did the 89 Batman. They did the, yeah. um, they did the Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah. They got the Batman, uh, Ben Affleck one. But these are cool. You should look yeah. out for those. They're really nice. And there's a Spider-Man. Inexplicably, there's a Spider-Man one too because apparently Spider-Man doesn't want anybody to know who he is but he drives around in a really hot car that's got web all over it. Whatever. <sighs> had a big night. You had a big night, yeah. Mm. Big spending night. Shane, what do you got for us? Uh, not as cool as that. Actually, it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's a good comic, yeah. but that's some shit hot shoes. Yeah, and they're fucking so nice as well. <laughs> Give me some Batman um, shoes. Yeah, uh, I've actually got Batman slides. You know, like those Adidas slides that you have. You know, those ones that people wear with, like long socks that just slide onto your oh, feet. Yeah. I've got Batman ones. Take it, they're from Lowe's. They're only about twelve bucks. Yeah. So hang on. So sorry. Do you mean sandals? Yeah. You got Batman sandals? They're not thongs. No, they don't they're go slides. Be- your whole, your whole foot goes into it. Yeah, he's so totally wears he, Because he doesn't like that little strap game down between his feet. I have Batman Javianas. <laughs> okay. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Boom. Shut up. That's amazing. Yeah. I've got... I mean, they Josh's shoes shit all over him, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. These are only $20. Oh, it's got the design of the Batmobile on there. Yeah, too. That's it fucking does. That's amazing. And my foot goes on it. What up? All right, anyway. So, so that's DC. why you should wear those shoes. Because yeah, so can go, wow, they're way better than those ones. You need to wrap those Thanos <laughs> shoes like immediately because they're great. Yeah. I'm just going to walk around clicking at people. Yeah, just start snapping your heels like Dorothy. Yeah, there's no place <laughs> like home. There's no place yeah. like home. Titan 2, let's go. <laughs> Take me to the garden. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, um, I have a comic book and it's not a new one. I actually did a reread. Um, it's probably my favorite um, uh, comic book that I've actually read. It means a lot to me because it was sort of when I first got into... Um, I slid into the Batman phase. Slid into it. Yeah. Like, like in your slide shoes. Your mm. sandals. Don't be jealous, bro. Don't be jealous of that <laughs> I'm not, shit. I'm not jealous about your sandals. I'm going to post them now. After this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is Batman Under the Red Hood. So, mm. it's, yeah. So, um, just let everyone know there will be spoilers. Uh, so, please click off for the next five or so minutes. No, but, screw that. Listen to it. Yeah. Um, it's written by Judd Winnick and the um, art is by Doug Monkey. Probably fuck that name up. Um, but just to be clear, I actually watched the animated movie, um, when this came out, it came out in about 2007 or 2008, sorry. Um, the comic book is from 2005. So I actually watched the, the animated movie and I had no idea who the Red Hood was. So just to spoil this on the table, the Red Hood is Jason Todd. Oh, well to actually watch that and not know that that's Jason Todd. Yeah. I had, I had no clue. I thought it was just one of those, you know, oh, are they just bringing a character into this? Blah, blah. And I even remember, like, I was sitting in my, I was sitting in my room on my little shitty TV watching it, and when that reveal came up, I like Stand up. cried like a little baby. It was so emotional. It's such an emotionally um, gripping comic book. Um, you played the new Batman game as well. Arkham Knight. Yeah, my stupid comic book brain fucking deciphered that in a minute. Um, <laughs> I was hoping it would have been harsh. This is me. Yeah. Um, so the story. Uh, so what was good about me actually watching the movie before it is reading the comic book. Um, Jensen Ackles from Supernatural, who mm-hmm. plays Dean Winchester, he actually voices the Red Hood. Okay, in the cool. in the movie and uh, Bruce because in the comic you open it up it's like one of those little press button things <laughs> yeah. turn the page <laughs> and Bruce Greenwood is Batman and John DiMaggio who plays Bender from Futurama 
And he is from... Just my shiny middle ass! Adventure time? Yeah, he plays Jake in Adventure Jake, Jake, yeah. Jake, Jake, Jake. Yeah, so he plays the Joker. And I actually had the fortune yeah. of meeting him at Supernova, which is our Comic-Con so for Sydney. He's so cool. And what, what was interesting about his whole panel at um, Supernova, there was a panel with him and um, the one who does Fry. Um, Finn. Oh, Fry, yeah. Crap, I forgot But you should have go Finn for yeah. Adventure Sorry, I was like, yeah. Fry. I, I feel bad because I forgot, I forgot his name. I'm He's Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Fuck, Billy... Yeah. Billy oh, West. Oh, Billy, Billy West. West, thank you so much. God, Nat's going to kill me for that one. That's um, <laughs> right, you got through. So everybody was, everybody was in the panel, and everybody was either talking Futurama or um, Adventure Time. And, and you were like, no, well, I actually, no, no, I didn't, I didn't put my hand up for it because I was going to meet him after it. So yeah. I was lining up meeting him. There wasn't a huge line for him. And they hand you out uh, like a, just a, a poster note. And they're like, write, write your name down, what you want him to say. I didn't want to just be like, oh, hey, my name's Shane. I wrote Jason Todd. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. yeah, so when he got it, I couldn't talk about to cry right now. When he got it, he started cackling like the Joker. Oh, and he said, dude. and then he started dialoguing like from, from the actual comic book. And like, he's, that's, he, that's he's, really he, cool. he told me I was the only person that brought that, brought that up to him. And like, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to need some guys. Had like 10 Jason Todd back to back. He's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was the first one though, so I don't care. But yeah, I, I just remember meeting him and like, I got, I got a, like a signed picture from him. I got a photo with him as well. That would have made the experience It was, it was, it was money well spent and it's actually next to a photo of me and Nat and I look the same in both photos. <laughs> the same amount of happiness. But the one of you and Nat yeah. down sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Wedding photo, me with, with um, John DiMaggio and it's yeah. the same oh, amount of happiness. He's such a nice guy because I've like, that's why Justin doesn't go to cons. He doesn't like the fact that he, if he wants to meet somebody, he's afraid that the person is. They not won't live be. up to the illusion of yeah. where you've put and them on. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm not going to name who I met, but one of the people that I really admired, they weren't who they who they who I thought they were. Yeah. they were a phony. It, it hurt me. I'm going to say it hurt me as a fan. Well, the, so. the, the, one of the reasons that I don't, uh, and it's interesting, I, I haven't had that bad experience. I have. My experience was at a Star Trek convention. I got to meet. Walter Koenig, I got to meet Gates McFadden, and I got to meet the guy who designed the Borg ship. Yes, he designed the cube. Um, hey, let's put six sides on this thing. Wow, revolutionary. Anyway, all three of those people were top shelf. They were so nice. Um, and, and they, were, they weren't they were like Avril Lavigne where they'd stand 15 kilometres away from you for a photo. They were like arm around you if you wanted your photo taken. People are so complicated. Yeah. Well, and, well, can I just say... Even now, like... Just... Gates McFadden has the softest hands in the world. When I shook her hand, I was like, oh my God, it's like touching sexy silk. It's a baby. <laughs> How did nobody get that quote of me just saying it complicated, Avril Lavigne? Yeah. yeah uh, we, oh, we got it. We just decided to just yeah. trip over it. Oh, guys. Come oh, on. Look, we're, <laughs> skater, was... we're skater boys and we'll say see you later, boy. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not good enough for you. <laughs> All right. Um, and anyway, it's, um, yeah, a mate of mine met a particular comic artist and he had everything by this comic artist and this comic artist treated him like shit at an American convention and he basically went home and sold everything. He yeah, said, I've, I've you never been, home yeah. and just gone, I don't never been so it. humiliated in my life, never met somebody so rude in my life and sold everything. Was wow. he just having home. a bad day or was he like, did he say, like, um, did they just not clashes? Uh, yeah, uh, apparently everybody that came away from that con said what a, Absolute piece of shit. This what were you gonna say? You looked like you had to hold yourself. Back. Oh, I was gonna say who it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. And, and the thing is, too, is if this mate of mine finds out that I've still got comics by this guy, he'll probably defriend me. So I'm yeah. not prepared to let him know. Yeah, that I've, I've, got only had that, I've, I've only had that. Hope you're not listening. I've only had that one bad instance. Like I met Callum Blue, who plays Zod in Smallville, and that mm-hmm. really he really did change the way I looked at like that show. And what was really like interesting was next to him was um, Alfie Allen, who plays Theon Greyjoy. Mm. And this is this is two thousand nine or two thousand ten, 
And this is what the show had really taken th- off. This yeah. is the first season of the show. He had zero people in his line. Really? He had, he had a couple of diehards walk up and just be like, I love you in that show. And this is before Game of Thrones was even a thing. <laughs> so, and now I look at it now and go, this motherfucker's doing San Diego Comic Con. He's doing New York Comic Con. Wouldn't that be crazy having like, going from maybe a few small things and having like a smallish line. Doing being, a being surrounded, over. Yeah, yeah. Being, being surrounded by like huge lines and being like, why am I here? To then suddenly being the guy who's got the whole line against maybe the next generation's small guy. I went to the Sydney Food and Wine Show once and Sid Halen, who played Cookie from um, A Country Practice, he was there and it had been so long since Country Practice had been on TV that he had to get people to even pay attention to him. He's standing there yelling out, free, free, free. Shit. And even then people were yeah. ignoring him because it was just like this old guy yelling out the word free. Yeah. People were just, <laughs> old people are yelling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll schmooze back to me. Go back to, go to Yeah, so it's set, um, it's set after the death in the family. Um, Storyline So obviously um, Josh you know about The death of the family line Wait who died So back in 1988 Yeah I think you know about it So they needed to Sort of They, they wanted to they, they wanted to kill Jason Todd We've got too many Batmans Yeah So this is the first time That DC Comics ever did this They left it up to the readers That's so, what they called out They did a call yes. Big mistake Yeah so in the issue Before this happened They put a 1-800 number out and they were like, dial this one for yes, dial this one for no. And apparently it was in the 80s percent to say yes, because Jason Todd was a little shit. There's a lot yeah. of scandal about that too. There was, there was, there was a theory, there was a, a story that a physiotherapist from California had actually had a redialer activated. And he oh, hated, he just went... He hated, John, hated uh, uh, Jason Todd so much that it just kept redialing. It's like from the Simpsons, where Herman's got the redialer. Yeah, well, that, that's what it was like. Apparently he had a redialer hooked up in his office. Happy dude. And, and so he could just get rid of Jason Todd. There, there's, that, that's the rumour. I don't know if that act was actually confirmed. Conspiracy. But yeah, yeah, I think they even talk about it in... Um, one of the extras on one of the Batman movies. Yeah. yeah, so Jason Todd was um, killed by the Joker after getting led to uh, his death. Um, he was beaten with a crowbar and blown up in a warehouse. And there's an iconic picture of Batman hey, carrying... But did you see the body? He, 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 he did, actually. Yeah, you did, yeah. Batman's, okay. Batman's carrying his dead like body out and like he just drops to his knees and it's one of the most iconic covers ever. It was like, by Jim Stalin and... Oh, it's just so, did Stalin yeah. do that? Stalin, yeah. Huh. It was a... Great comic book. I feel like that'd be a bit of a yeah. spoiler if he'd never picked up that one before. They're like, oh shit. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> what like, am I getting into here? Yeah, the cover here. The back of the cover has him doing it. On the front, it's not that, but on the oh, back. Oh, that's yeah. really cool then. Okay. Yeah. But the front cover was actually just Robin's face covered yeah. in blood, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, Mike Mignola art. Oh, yes. Oh, Exquisite so Mike Mignola art. Yeah. So um, there is a new uh, killer in town, Vigilante. He's taken out all the thugs in Gotham <laughs> City, and the main crime boss is Black Mask, which is amazing yeah he's cool so he is um getting very stressed out and paranoid by who this person is but this um this vigilante person isn't taking any any shots he is decapitating he is killing he is maiming he's beating them up he's bullying them all of them he doesn't give a fuck so batman is trying to figure out who it is and with the help of nightwing um they're trying to track him down so they so people are more scared of the red hood than they are yes at a point in time yes because batman doesn't kill. Yeah, Batman doesn't All kill. All he does so. is beat up people who. But we run into Batman tonight, guys. He, he, he just beats up people with mental problems and then puts them in an asylum. Yeah, yeah. So after a, yeah. <laughs> so, so after a few run-ins with the Red Hood uh, with our uh, Batman, there's a scene where there's some a few panels where they're fighting and Batman actually throws a bat claw like um like a grapple hook around his ankles before the line goes straight. The guy cuts it with a knife and goes away. And basically back at the cave, they're like, you know, nobody's ever cut through my lines. You know, this person must have learned this stuff. And Nightwing's oh. like, it goes, his style looks familiar. And as the story goes on, you, he realises Drops that out a few he, little... He realises that um, it could be who he thinks it is. And there's a, a really sad scene where he's in the Batcave 
and he matches up the DNA from um, Jason Todd and uh, the Red Hood, and it matches, it meshes together, and it's Jason Todd. Cool. And you see in the back of the panel, it says crack. Alfred drops plates, and he's in the back, and he's got tears rolling down his eye. About to fucking cry. Um, so it's um, him tracking him down, and then it goes through basically the flashbacks. So the movie goes. Uh, there's a bit of changes from the movie to the comic book. In the movie, it actually has um, the backstory that. Ray Ghul actually stole Jason Todd's body from the coffin, mm-hmm. which how the fuck did Batman not know that Jason Todd's body got taken from his cemetery in the back of Wayne Manor? Um, and he drops him in the Lazarus pit. He's playing underground. Yeah, so he, he replaces the body with a plastic, basically pig sort of body, like, you know, they've got that weird flesh on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he drops him in the Lazarus pit and he comes out all deranged. Is that, the, how he, is that how it happens in the comic? In the comic book, he's actually, he gets awoken by Superman Prime. So he actually alters alters back the world. He alters back the Earth six months, and he busts out of the coffin. But he's got brain damage; doesn't remember who he is. So he he becomes homeless, and um, Ray Shuggle and Talia find him. Okay, cool. And they take him back to the Lazarus Pit and drop him in there, and then he starts remembering stuff. But the one thing he remembers is one: the Joker beat the shit out of him to death, and also that Bruce Wayne did nothing. And the actual end of this is probably one of the best. It's why it's, why it's my favorite. The confrontation between um, finally, basically, Black Mask um, gets the Joker out of Arkham because he wants him to stop the Red Hood. And it's what the Red Hood wanted. He wanted him to bait Black Mask to get the Joker out so he could kidnap the Joker and beat the shit out of him with a crowbar. And he keeps dropping these, all these little sus lines in, like, does this like, sound familiar? And he hits him, like, backside, front side. And um, when Batman finally gets the reveal, um, just the Red Hood is like, you know, I, I forgive you for not saving me, but why is he still alive? Why have you not killed him? And he's like, I can't go down that path because yeah. I, I won't come back. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm not talking about killing like the Penguin or Scarecrow or Dent. I'm talking about him. Specifically the Joker. Specifically the Joker because of all the friends he's crippled, which is a reference to Batgirl. Yep. And he goes... If it was you that he took, I would have I would have done nothing but search the planet for this evil worth evil worshiping like pile of garbage because he took me away from you. Wow! I need to stop now because I'm about to. That's lose cool. Yeah. And Batman's just like so. So, we do so that for you. We, should we say that this is a positive recommendation from you? It is, no. man. Yeah. I'm gonna have to read that. I, 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 I haven't read that. In I, I, I honestly say watch the movie as well because you want to read it in Jensen Ackles' voice when the, <laughs> when, when, when the Red Hood is like doing his dialogue because it just makes it so much more powerful. And then actually, he still is pre- like protesting to do the role like last halloween he actually dressed up as the red hood he took off the mask and he like you know he had the j like stamped into his fucking nice chin cool so good oh goddamn josh you got another one there for us another comic for us um picked up a little uh little gift from uh free comic book day free comic book day oh you yeah. went hang on was this free comic book was this free uh this no, is free this, the, when you get the when you get the kinokonia purchase yeah and you get the little raffle ticket, you yeah. get a little raffle ticket. And you got thing. this. Yeah. Hell yeah, it's dude. It's epic. It's a, it's a graphic novel. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, I think even before I got like a $80... Tell us what it is before you continue. Thing. Uh, the, what, the Unstoppable Wasp, is it? The, yeah, the Unstoppable Wasp. So, so this is Nadia Pym? Nadia Pym. Hank Pym's long lost daughter. Of Ray. Why, why long lost? Uh, she was so... lost for a long time. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Hank Pym's first wife, Maria, died while she was pregnant. And the, what are they called? The Red Room? The Red Room where, the Red Room Black, where Widow Black Widow was trained. Um, the baby was taken from the body of Maria and was brought up by the Red Room and trained to be an assassin. So it's like Red Sparrow. 
It's exactly like yeah. Red Sparrow. So, so basically, the way the Red Room is divided, it's it poses to be a ballet. School. It's like it's like a play school. There's you know, there's the Red Room, the Blue Room, the Butterfly yeah. Room, the, the Round Window, the yeah. Triangle Window. There's a band. And basically, there. there's g- girls who girls who show because they're all female assassins. They're all female assassins. Yeah. All of the girls that show mental promise are taken down the path of being trained to do sciences and weapons and things like that. And all the ones who show more physical prowess, like Black Widow, they're taken to be more the physical assassin side of it. So Nadia... Sassy smart girl. Yeah, basically. There you go. So um, uh, Nadia was taken down the side of, of the brain side. Oh, smart girl. She's mm. smart girl. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. So who's this written by? This... Uh, oh, fuck, page. Sorry, I gotta check this one. Uh, written Jeremy Whitley. Yeah. So... Who's it drawn by? Uh, I am not pronouncing that because I'm it, not going to... I'm going to have all the crack at that. Shane's going to have a crack. All the crack at that. Guri Hero. Oh, right. Guri Hero. Yeah, okay. So Guri Hero, um, Guri Hero is like a, a graffiti style artist. It looks like, a, it. and leans into anime. Well, actually, he's a yeah, a, a manga the... style artist who leans into graffiti yeah. style. Yeah, that, that looks like it. This, that, that... this cover looks very uh, Japanese inspired, very and that's very anime. A, very... That's such an interesting combination too, because Jer- uh, Jeremy Whitley actually wrote My Little Pony for IDW. Bronies. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Dude. I'm reading My Little Pony. Right, Josh, now. if you had to recommend a Wasp title to people who want to start it, what would you recommend? I wouldn't know. I'd say start with Airman. I would start with Airman. Oh, yeah, true. In the OG Wasp and yeah. go from there. Um, because this is just, I guess, the next generation down the line. And this is just, this looks cool. I'm stoked I got it. So I'm sure there's some really good George Perez. It, uh, like, it looks really cool. Like, now that you say graffiti artist, there's a lot of really colourful pages in this. Yeah. That look really, really well, well, cool. Guru Hero is like a studio. Mm. Um, you, you know how like like everything comes under Studio Ghibli or Ghibli, whatever you want to call them, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. there's a variety of artists who work on it. Guru yeah. Hero is is a similar sort of thing where, but they they've got a very particular style. Um, there's a, a series of really cool Avengers T-shirts that are Guru Hero ones, and there there's a Captain America and Iron Man and Avengers one, and they're done very much in that animation, that anime slash mangory style. Yeah. Um, good story. Um, I'm oh, a little bit through. It centers around more AIM from, if you've seen Iron Man 2. Yep. Uh, it's like, hey, AIM's a place out there that's bad and coming to get it. Now there's a Advanced new place. idea mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the reveal for that in 3. Yeah. I'm in 3 when it's, it's the, the folders is backwards. Yeah. Like Maya, because he's like, oh, the army guy is Maya. And then he's like, wait, no. And he flips it over and it's yeah. AIM and you're like, God damn it. But um, it looks really cool. It's going to tie into a little bit of that. Um, Nadia's a really interesting character too. I, I read the previous series of Unstoppable Wasp when she first came to America and she's like such a friendly and out there character. So everybody that she would meet in the course of the comic would be, she'd immediately be friends with. So she meets, I think, a real estate agent and by the end of it, the she's like, cool, thank you, bye. I hope your son does well as an exam. She's such a, a non, what you'd think of an assassin. She's the complete opposite of that. But she's just befriending everyone. So really, that... she's just a really nice human being. And um, in that series, she actually befriends Mockingbird and Black Widow, who sort of train her to be a superhero. She's a fascinating character, and, and her design's really nice too. Like they, they've very much gone old school Janet Van Dyne wasp. Um, and her original outfit that you saw her in, which had the little sort of the the beanie. It's in here. It's in it here. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks really cool. Um, I, it, I flicked through and I saw that when I when I got it. Like the wasps' um, outfits during the eighties was such a clusterfuck because yeah, right you'd, you'd, every time you saw her, she'd have a different hair. Yeah, that's it. Every time you saw her, she'd have different hair and a different costume. It's like, is that the wasp? Oh yeah, it is. Because you'd have to wait until she shrunk before you realised it was that person. I think it's really good for a free comic book as well. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, yeah, I saw some people getting some pretty cool stuff. Um, like uh, last year, they had 
um, everyone got a free thing, but then if you were one of the 50 or so people that got, or whatever, like a golden ticket in your bag, you got a deluxe prize, and that was like a $100 graphic novel or nice. big pick or something like that. God, I wish I had got one of those. I yeah. spent $300 in that shop the other day. I, I got a big, uh, for free. Well, I, got, I got the big, um, I got the Captain Marvel art book. The Spider-Verse one was sold out, and so was uh, Infinity War. I got a bunch of manga as well. Cool. Uh, My Hero. I'm just Academia. starting to read that. I just got to If you're onto it, yeah, yeah, beautiful. Really cool. Really cool. I watched the first episode. Yeah. I, I would describe it as X Men meets Harry Potter. It's uh, people with powers go to a school. Harry X Men? That sounds awesome. Harry X Men. X Potter. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll finish off this segment with, uh, with my section. I picked up a. A comic that I never thought that I would see exist in my life ever. This is... My Little Pony. <laughs> no. Pretty close to being that weird, though. This is Red Sonia and Veronica... Uh, sorry, Red Sonia and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. So it's... An, so uh, Archie's comic? Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Betty and Veronica from Archie, uh, Red Sonia from the Conan comics, and Vampirella from Vampirella. So this is um, an Archie comics and a Dynamite jam, but it is published by Dynamite. Um... So basically what this tells is that Vampirella and Red Sonja are searching the multiverses for a chaos blood cult. And they find themselves in Riverdale. Okay. Um, cool. They are looking at a body of somebody who's had their throat torn out. And it just so happens that the night that they're in the morgue, Betty and Veronica, who are working for the student paper and are investigating the death of their teacher, are there. And they meet them and they sort of agree to help them go undercover in Riverdale. So Red Sonia and Vampirella going undercover at Riverdale to... As students? Or? As students. Um, and Veronica actually makes the, makes the comment that, um, uh, of course they look older, they're European, because obviously Red Sonia's got like some sort of Romanian accent and Vampirella probably does as well. Um, this came out with heaps of covers, like Dynamite tend to do. Um, the one that I picked is by Faye Dalton. Faye Dalton did the cover of... Um, the covers of the girl who handcuffed um, Houdini. Um, she's got a real pulpy art style and it actually kind of reminds me of Ron Embleton who did an adult comic in the 70s and 80s called Oh Wicked Wonder, which was in Penthouse Comics, uh, Penthouse Magazine. Most people read Penthouse Magazine for the articles. Some people look at the pictures. I used to get those for the comics. Um, the same as Playboy because <laughs> Playboy had... Um, uh, What's his name? Um, oh my God. Harvey Kurtzman, who basically created Mad Magazine. He had a comic in there called um, uh, Little Annie Fanny, which is hilarious. Um, but I, I really like this particular cover because of that art style. Um, now, this is written by... Uh, sorry, it's drawn by Maria Laura Sinapo. Um, I've probably butchered her name there. Um, she did the DC bon Bombshells comic. Mm -hmm. um, she's got a really cool art style. It's sort of... Somewhere in between superhero and Archie comics. So it really does suit this well. Um, and that's why she works so well with the Bombshells. Because Bombshells didn't fit into that, um, that perfect DC look that Jim Lee has tried to, tried to craft with the comics now. Um, she's also really... She travels a lot on Instagram as well. So she's interesting to watch on Instagram because she's constantly go going all over the world. And she's gorgeous as well. So that doesn't hurt. Um, so the, the story is by Amy Chu. Amy Chu has done a little bit of Wonder Woman, but she's best known for a miniseries called Poison Ivy, The Cycle of Life and Death. Um, so far, it's only the first issue. So far, it's a really fun story. It's, put it this way, it's Red Sonia Vampirella, Betty and Veronica, so it's dumb. Um, and I, but it's fun dumb. It's not dumb like, oh God, this is ridiculous. It's fun, like 
Red Sonia's a tough sort of a character, so she doesn't end up being the fading, sort of shrinking violet type at school. She immediately goes and joins the football team and joins the boys' football team and becomes the best football player in the in the whole thing. Uh, awesome. I can't recommend it enough. It's heaps of fun. It's very tongue-in-cheek and definitely worth a read. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's good. I can't wait for issue two. Okay, so I think we've done through our reviews and recommendations now. We might have a little bit of a look at a, a Batman movie that I think Shane's interested in. Okay, so let's have a little bit of a look at the old Batman 1989. Uh, this was probably the first big superhero to movie, movie to come out since Superman. Um, and the, one of the executive producers, Michael Uslan, who has this really interesting book called The Boy Who Loved Batman, um, he basically tried to get this film made for 10 years. It took almost from when Superman came out to when it, this came out for him to get it done. Um, he also is heavily featured in the documentaries uh, Into, Into the Batcave, I think it's called, yes. which are on the Blu-rays. Um, he, he's like your Batman guy. Um, but he, yeah, the, the book The Boy Who Loved Batman is a good read. Uh, it's a, basically an autobiography of a comic fan. Uh, he's also, I think, the first person in America to have like a, a professorship of comic history. So he's the first person who can actually teach, um, can actually teach comics at university. Oh, but like that's his job. Um, yeah, that would be pretty cool. You'd be so good at that. Um, there might be a small noise for a moment because we have um, the our, our silent member of our podcast is is uh, scratching at the door and wanting to come in, um, and now she's going to sit at the door because she's a cat and cats it's are fucking idiots. It's goose. Uh, okay, so basically the story of this Batman film, Gotham City is a corrupt city where the law is being uh, enforced by a creature called the Batman, played by Michael Keaton. Now, part of the crime problems is from a, that are happening from a mafia-style mob led by Carl Grissom, played by Jack Palance. Oh, the great Jack Palance. The great Jack Palance, who has uh, as his employee a sadistic enforcer by the name of Jack Napier, played by Jack Nicholson, who is sleeping with his girlfriend named uh, Alicia? It's Alicia. Alicia, yeah. Um, who's played by Jerry Hall. Um... So, meanwhile, Alexander Knox, played by Robert Wool, and photographer Vicky Vale, played by Kim Basinger, they start investigating the legend of the Batman. Um, Grissom organises for Napier to get killed by cops that are on his payroll, because corrupt city, but instead, Napier meets the Batman, the Batman, who fails to save him from falling into a vat of acid, and the poisonous acid and all the rest of it turns him into the Joker. Um, the J Joker decides to kill Grissom, and starts his own reign of terror as a, not just the new mob boss, but also just as an agent of chaos who just wants to destroy everything. Um, he becomes obsess obsessed with Vicky Vale, who has started a relationship now with Bruce Wayne, Batman's alter ego. And um, it's uh, basically a gigantic fight from there where uh, a madman dressed as a clown versus a madman dressed as a bat. It's a love story, right? It's, it's a love story. I mean, essentially, this film isn't a Batman film. It's a Joker film. Like, everybody talks about this Joker film starring... Um, Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix that's coming out is going to be the first Joker film. No, this Batman 89 was a Joker film because the Batman is already the Batman. He's already started doing what he's doing. This is a story about how a crime... A thug turns into the Joker. I disagree. I disagree with the fact that he's been doing what he's doing because I feel like people are still teetering on the fact that who is the Batman. It's just like, oh, I heard there's a bat. And the fact that um, Alexander Knox doesn't know who Bruce Wayne is in his own house 
seems that it's still very year one-ish. So, um... I, I think that that's a fault of the script, though, because um, it's the Wayne family. If you think about the history of Batman, there's Wayne Foundation, there's Wayne... So, like, there's the Wayne building. There's monorails there's, yeah, and trams. Like, even when she asked yeah. him to look into what happened on this street, and like he's like, oh, okay, I'll look some stuff up, you'd know that... Crime that's, Alley. That's, yeah. that's where the Wayne family got murdered. You'd yeah, know but, that. But put it this way, everybody knows the name of James Packer's father. Yes. So it, Kerry, yeah, I got that. So, so uh, essentially, this is a similar sort of thing. This is a millionaire who lives in a city. Everybody would know who What'd he you is. Say? What? Say millionaire? Millionaire. Yeah. Talking about Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Billionaire. Nah, he's oh. only got. He's gonna got millions. Actually, it was the eighties. He only had millions. Yeah. Iron Man's billion. Justin, I want to ask the first question to ah. you. Yeah, fire. Tell me about Batmania. Mm. I was still hanging around in my mum's Batcave. That did not sound weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I was born. To in, us, it did. I was born in August 1989. This was in June 1989. Tell me about Batmania. So, I don't think I had never seen anything like Batmania before. Um, the only way that I could describe that I'd seen something like this before was documentaries about Beatlemania. Um, I read comics all through high school, and it was my dirty secret. Nobody knew that I read comics. You didn't tell people. There was myself and maybe two or three others who read comics, and we kept it to ourselves. Um, the only Batman t-shirt around before then was a friend of mine from school bought a joke t-shirt that had a drawing of Batman and Robin kissing on the front and it said, mmm, Batman. Um, so, so like comics weren't taken seriously, you know, comics were, were very much the, this is a thing for nerds and geeks and dweebs. And, um, funnily enough, we were nerds and geeks and dweebs. Um, but when Batman, when this came out, this was like, the blockbuster, like the, the Marvel films and the DC films and things like Sin City and all of these other comic films, they have Batman 89 to thank for their existence. Um, this was a film that made so much money. Um, I was a card collector in those days as well. This was the first time that I'd ever seen a card set come out with so many of the first ones sold that they did a second series of behind-the-scenes photos and stuff like that. Everything that came out had Batman on it. If you wanted to sell a product, you whacked a bat on it. Um, it, it was absolutely everywhere. All right, so just a, a box office thing. So their budget was $35 million. Their opening weekend, they did $2.3 million in Australian dollars, but their gross, they made $411 million. Yeah, in, in, in those 1989. days. So, so, and to put that into perspective too, this was a time when comics were a geek thing. Um, so this wasn't like now where... Everybody goes to see the Marvel movies. There's a fucking football stadium called Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, in Australia. Lame. So, um... Someone's jealous of the Batman Stadium. Batman Stadium. Be so tight, though. <laughs> <laughs> and called I Am Batman. Yeah. Bat Stadium. I Am Bat Stadium. You walk um, in there and bats just fly at you. Oh, that, that could just be Souths, couldn't it? Mm. That might have been a sports joke, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know where that I, I just had a go. Yeah. Um, anyway, um... The, the thing is, is that... Every single person in the world had something Batman. They had a Batman pen. They had a Batman T-shirt. They had shoes. They had everything. Shaved in their head. Yeah, yeah. I I remember a a jacket, and it was a black rain jacket, and it had was inflatable, so you could actually blow up Batman's (laughs) muscles. So you could do it up and then blow the whole thing up, and it would fill up like Batman's muscles, including the ears would pop up as well on the hood. Um, yeah, pe- people don't realise just how massive it was. It, it was... Um, I, I think it was probably five or six years since I saw something like it again, and that was the Spice Girls. Um, 
And just touring at the moment too, by the way. Are they? Yeah, they're getting back together. Oh, cool. That's spicy. Except for Posh. When, when two become one. She does not need to do anything. They got David Beckham on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, offside. Whoa, dude, this is sports joke. Another sport yeah. joke. Sport I, I know that, yeah. Is that a soccer thing? Yes, it is. Cool. It's actually called football. Next week, sport what podcast. Is? Offside. It's not called soccer, it's called football. What's soccer then? Soccer is football. So why can't I call it soccer? Don't call it soccer. But it's soccer. It's not soccer. No, it's about... No. So what's the NRL then? That's NRL. But what are they playing? NRL. Football. Isn't that football? National rugby. It's called rugby league. So what do people call it? The footy? Why don't they call it the... Because we're Australian bogans, that's why. Oh, jeez, soccer. It's like Mackers. This is why I don't like sport, because Nick. I don't know what's going and we on. We would fail this podcast if we spoke about that, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll leave that to the sports Anyway, guys. so yeah, uh, it was... If you wanted something to be successful, you just whack Batman on it. Um, there was a period of time in the early 90s when horror had really fallen off, and Fangoria magazine was actually starting to really suffer. And they did two Batman covers on a horror movie magazine. They did a cover with the Penguin on it and a cover with, um, I think it might have been Batman as well on it. And because horror, there was nothing decent coming out in horror, so Batman was the biggest thing. So to boost those sales, because people were just buying Batman stuff, they whacked a couple of Batman covers out. And the sales from those two issues probably funded them for the next six or eight months. Um, it, it was epic. It was stunningly huge. Did you see it like really... Early into the opening, or uh, I saw it about a week after it came out. I saw it in Orange, which is a small country town in New South I've Wales. I've been there many Australia. times. Um, yeah. And their cinema back then, I think, sat sixty people. Um, and you one of those sixty? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the sound might have even been in mono. It was such. A, <laughs> they just had, they had one guy with a hand cranked speaker down the front. Um, that they, they even, if I remember correctly, they still had a guy who would play the piano. Um, before the, they didn't have like trailers and ads and stuff like that. There was just a guy down the front playing the piano. That is so fucking tired. And then the piano would sink into the into the. It's um, like the old school House of Wax with yeah, the guys like from the exactly ding, the, the ding bat. Step exactly. right up, folks. Yeah. Did he just put both of his balls in his mouth? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it was pretty phenomenal. And, and like even in a country town in Orange, even though the cinema only sat fifty or fifty or sixty, that was full that night. Every and it was full every time Batman played. Everybody saw Batman. There, there was not a person in the world that didn't see the Batman film. It was... Um, and I, I'd probably say that the reason that Batman is so huge now is directly attributed to that. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. But people talk about, you know, Dark Knight Returns really changed the face of Batman. Yeah, it did. To comic readers. And they were very rare back in... Because like, that came out in 86. But they were still just comic yeah. readers. They were still, it wasn't taken seriously, really, as literature yeah. around that time. Um, and it wasn't until that came out that people were like... You can watch a film like Batman and be an adult. Oh, well, comics are still, you know, I guess, they've got that stigma around them being like colorful little picture books mm. for oh, children or people who I can't still, read. Properly. I still cop shit. My whole fucking. My whole, you can't read a my whole book? soccer slash football team still gives me shit. I'm not about it, you know. Did you just say soccer slash football team? Yeah, just. Why did you just say football? No, for you, because oh. uh, you don't know what it means. God. Yeah. So anyway. frustrating. <laughs> you can't have comics and sport ball. You have to pick one. You have to pick one. You have to pick you have to pick either us as your friends or them. Fuck my football team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see you loser. Suck it, soccer. Um So yeah, it, it, yeah, it was pretty off the tree. And and it was cool because it was cool too because it was um it was so nice. Like like I, I must admit that now I sort of think I've been into this stuff for years, you sons of bitches, and you're all just sort of passengers in my world. But back then it was so cool. Yeah, I'm the king now. Yeah. I, I'm the captain now. Yeah. I'm the captain now. I've been doing this for 40 years, kids. It's funny, I still hear people that go, I'm the biggest Marvel fan. Everyone's like, oh, what's your favourite comic? And you're and just like, cracks knuckles. Yeah, it's like, oh, what's your favourite comic? And they'll be like, 
what's it coming? I've seen the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's kind of that sort of thing. But um, yeah, and I don't want to sound like a, a comic snob there, even though I am. Um, you so are. <laughs> so, but but yeah, it's um, I, like I love the fact that it's everywhere. I just love the fact that if I want a pair of Thanos shoes, I can I can get you can drunk. Snap and, your fingers. I can get drunk and snap my fingers so at midnight. So as they click the heels though. Let's, let's, try, let's try to bring, bring Wizard of Oz into that. Yeah. Yeah. Nerds of Oz. <gasps> Click your heels together. Oh my god. Holy shit. Oh, nice. Um, anyway, so, um, Shane, Michael Keaton as Batman. Jesus Christ, he was great. Yeah? Yeah, obviously, like, we did talk about this earlier, the, you know, the stigma behind Michael Keaton uh, coming into the Bat role. In 1989, pre-internet, um, there was somewhat of 50,000 death threats, not just directed at him. Most of them were at him. Um, but coming at, you know, DC, Warner, uh, DC, Warner Brothers, you know, John Peters, uh, Bob Kane, um, because he was coming off two, I'm going to say two successful movies, but they weren't ones that were in that genre of a Batman movie. You know? Mr. Mum was successful, but it was comedy successful. Yeah, so... and, and Beetlejuice was that, you know, that t- obviously Tim Burton was still new at that point, so people didn't really know what he was about. Yeah. He should have responded to all those death threats with just, I'm Batman. 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 Yeah. That's it. That's what he does now. Fuck you, I'm Batman. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I look at him and I'm like, you know, he, I was, I watched this at a point where I wasn't into Batman as a lot of people were, you know, they watched it because it was a fun movie to watch. Um, I've only just dissected it in the past, like what, 12, 13 years I've really been into it. Um, and I thank him and everyone else who did that because between the point of 1966 or 67, when the Batman 66 movie came out, there was nothing, um, other than Super Friends or filmmaking yeah, super, cartoons, yeah, like that really like brought bat bat people together. You know, mm-hmm. you had you had Superman, but obviously that wasn't for everybody. Until this movie came out, and this was at a point where people were thinking that it would still be Adam West, like, yeah. you know, Bill Dozier like style, and they were like, no. And I believe the trailer came out at Christmas time, yep. and it was basically um, a really a thirty second, forty second trailer. And it showed the Batmobile, and then it said, hi, I'm Bruce Wayne. And then it said, like, oh, so, like, um, what do you do or something? And then it just shows the Batmobile. And it just, like, whoosh, just speeding off. So, you know, I respect everything Michael Keaton did. I respect everything Tim Burton did. Obviously, I got a few flaws of Michael Keaton in the movie. Um, I don't think that he's a guy that looks like he's traveled the world trying to hone his detective and physical skills. Obviously, in the movie where um, Alexander Knox and Vicky Vale are going through the... The house saying, "Oh, where's this from? Oh, it's from Japan. Oh, because I bought it from there. You know, that's sort of tried to he just he just eBayed it. He yeah. got it shipped over. Yeah. That sort of tried. It to looks bring, cool. That sort of tried to bring together the whole fact that you know maybe you travel, but um, I think Michael Keaton did a really great job as as Bruce Wayne. You know, him as Bruce Wayne. I feel like he didn't have much to do, um, and I feel like he wanted a lot to do. But as I know that Tim Burton wasn't really a it didn't he didn't look like he was a big fan of of, of the Batman character as opposed to Jack Nicholson." Um, I, I think if I can just interrupt for a second, yeah. I, I think that, um, this was the first time that they talk about a lot as far as the psychology of Batman goes, they talk a lot about how that Bruce Wayne died the night that his parents died and the Batman was born that night and Bruce Wayne, and is, Bruce Wayne is the ego. mask. Yeah. And I see a lot of Bruce Wayne coming across as false. And the only time that you actually see Bruce Wayne expressing himself as the reborn Batman is in Vicky Vale's apartment when he challenges Let's get the nuts. Joker. Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts! You wanna get nuts? Um, I, I think that that's the only time that you see Batman's face when it's Bruce Wayne. I, I think that that's the Bruce Wayne mask slipping and you're seeing a little bit of Batman. It's like the only time he doesn't wear a turtleneck either. 
<laughs> he's just he's loving a turtleneck in this film. He put the turd in turtleneck. Yeah, but like you know, to take the like, he had balls doing this. You know, like you know, he was literally getting like threatened by people who wanted to kill him. And it'd be the modern day version of now if someone yeah. were to step in and do Robert Downey Jr. You know, of Iron Man. It'd be like, no, you can't do that. It'd be like, why? It'd be like, you could, you just can't. That opening, that opening scene of him on the roof when the two thugs are on there. I gotta say the 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 bit where it's like a, a bird's eye view of the roof and it shows Batman that walking shit back. Animation. Holy shit! It looks bad. It look it looks like the fucking nineteen. It, it looks like just bad computer animation. Well, okay, and let, let's. Let's be fair to the film too. Filmed on 35mm all the way back then, that animation didn't look so bad in the cinema. What happens now is when they when they st- sort of remaster it for Blu-ray and you see that there's two different blacks because you can't have a true black, but the animation does almost have a true black. It's like, oh yeah, it sticks <laughs> out. But on in, in Orange Cinema, at 9 o'clock at night, you it looked damn that. good. It looked, it looked fucking fantastic. Yeah, like, you know, the opening scene where the thugs are on the roof and they're talking about, oh, like, I'm afraid that Batman's going to be here. Like, hey, there is no bat. And you see him sneak up behind him and then they look up and he just spreads his wings. Fuck. It is the most iconic scene of those movies. And it's just like, and he grabs him and he's just like, I want you to tell your friends one thing. I'm Batman. It's like, and he's like, who are you? It's like, I'm Batman. That costume is pretty impressive too. Even with even with the restrictions of the neck, yeah. um, that that costumes are pretty impressive. And it was ad libbed of that uh, of that I'm Batman because oh, really? apparently the original script called for him saying I am the Knight, and I'm thinking like fuck, that'd be badass as well to say I am the Knight. What a tattoo, the Knight. Yeah, no, like well, a, like on a sword, like a <laughs> lance. <laughs> we got yeah, attacked by a knight. Yeah, yeah, no, well, no. Kevin Conroy, he's sort of like term, like coined the term. You know, I am the knight. I am Justice. I am the knight. I am Batman. So, and but he sort of just switched, like flipped the script a bit and said, "I'm Batman," and just sort of like just flipped yeah, him. So, worked. um, I th- I thought he did really well with what he was given. Obviously, it was a Joker movie. It wasn't yeah. a it wasn't a Batman movie. Um, and we'll obviously get to the Joker, which would be our main sort of like focus. But you know. Where Michael Keaton has gone from this movie to where he is now, he still he still is in love with that character that he's done. He's done a graduation speech where he the last thing he said, "Oh, and one more thing, I'm Batman." And, and the thing is too is like like when he when he played Birdman, he played that as an actor who was destroyed by playing a, a single role. And let's face it, his career after that disappeared. And then he played the Vulture in Spider Man, and his role as the Vulture in so, Spider Man. So, so the thing that's so funny in that is that he doesn't play it any different to Bruce Wayne, and it really does reveal that the psychosis of Batman makes him more of a bad guy than a good guy. That's weird, though. The same thing happened in The Founder, where he plays Ray Kroc, the most evil dude as well, mm. <laughs> in the McDonald's Founder. Yeah, like, like, like there's, <laughs> there, there's a he does this amazing thing where he's a good bad guy. His intentions are good, but they're kind of self-serving. Batman's a quite a selfish character. He's not. He's not providing this justice for everybody else. It's for him. He needs to soothe whatever it is that's inside. I think it's just his physicality in the movie. Like, you know, you look at him and he just sits down so, like, just so nonchalant of things. And I'm just like, you do not look like you, ha- you did not pick that blue flower, dude. You did not train with the, Le- the League of Shadows. Yeah. Like, you did not do any of that. I'm just like, ah. Oh. Well, I found it very hard to work out when this was set. It was very year one ish. But, like I said, I, I saw, uh, I spoke to you about it. You see these people with these secret identities. So Batman and Bruce Wayne, Spider Man, and you know Peter Parker. They where they have to shield their secret identity. I saw this as two different characters. I saw Bruce Wayne when he kind of walks into his his own like place, kind of looking around, being a bit like he's got no idea that room is there. He's like <laughs> he's like he looks like a like a quirky, weird, like out of place guy who's just like oh, I've got some money and I'm just having a look in this room. And but then you see Batman, he's very kind of switched on and 
calculated to me. It seems like two different characters, which is, I guess, what you want if you want a secret identity. You don't want anyone. Again, I like think that. I think that that's the Bruce Wayne is the mask. Mm. I think that the Batman and, and it's the same as Clark Kent and um and Superman in the seventy eight Superman film. Clark Kent's a buffoon, mm. and Superman is driven and wholly good and intelligent. And Clark Kent, like. I wouldn't hire that guy. If I had a newspaper, I wouldn't hire that guy who trips up the stairs and fawns over... He'd be like the coffee guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he, falls into a bullet. Yeah, you know, like... um, And I think that this... I think that that comes across as really weird, but I think it's part of that mask. I think it's part of that... um, I'll come across as like a bored millionaire. He seems like a really chill... He seems like a lover. Like Like he... He seems like a really chill, just... He doesn't seem Dude. like a he doesn't seem like a bored millionaire though because he doesn't do anything outside of Wayne Manor. He just walks around the streets that's like the fucking size of Sutherland. Like the whole of Gotham City is the size of Sutherland. <laughs> just, yeah. Like you see the Monarch Theatre thirty times in this whole movie. But well, like, like the, what I did like is the the set pieces were really cool. They were really enjoyable to watch. Very goth, um, very gothic noir. The, yeah. Ant, Anton First was yes. the guy. Like, didn't he commit suicide? He did. He committed yeah. suicide after the film because apparently the pressure of the film was so much to him that he committed mm. suicide. I thought that was really good. I thought that was really good. Like, it, got, it got you straight away into this is Gotham City. Um, you saw the crime and stuff happening at the start of the film. You saw people like... It looked like something from the 40s or 50s. Like drinking on the streets and like going through handbags and stuff and and just walking down. Oh, don't go down that street. Like that's the bad thing. You stay where it's lit or you will get mugged. Don't don't go Um, down that crime alley. Yeah, I actually... Because I um, haven't seen this movie in, I will say, a few years. Uh, When I saw that opening scene, I was like, oh, we're watching the retelling of... Bruce Wayne's origin like this is yeah. his parents about to die that's that was, a clever bait and, and that was the whole and, thing wasn't it and, yeah. and that was me going oh my god wow we're starting off really gonna get brutal and then I was like oh he's, wait what What just happened such then, a clever bait and switch and then you go up to the rooftop and you see Batman and I'm like oh cool like and I did remember that and I was like oh but I get going in with fresh eyes I really enjoyed getting to I guess watch it for the first time I'll say in inverted commas again um, it, it was just a really fun yeah. watch. and you know what for for back then as well for a two hour movie, that was a pretty pretty long movie I would say. And it moves. Um yeah, it, it didn't fill two hours, but when I was loading it up, I'm like, oh, two hours, okay, cool. What are they gonna do in this? And but it it, it flew by. It did really go relatively quickly. Yeah, so. agreed. It, it does. It does. Paced really very well. It, it's it's pretty cool. Flew by like a bat. So um, so what <laughs> ah, are we, yes, bats. What what do we feel about Kim Basinger as Vicky Bar? Loved her. Yeah, so she was absolutely great. Um, um, I know the the original casting call for um, Sean Young. Yeah, um, from um, Blade Runner and Ace Ventura. Yeah, so she actually broke her collarbone. Um, there was a deleted scene where she was supposed to be doing a, a horse riding thing with uh, Bruce Wayne at Wayne Manor, and she actually fell off and broke her collarbone. So she actually wanted to be still be in it, but they had to um, call in Kim Basinger because she actually declined the role because they didn't call her up and you know basically beg her to do it. Yeah. And she's and in the Batman Returns, she actually wanted to be Catwoman, but got beaten out by obviously the fucking better Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, um, you know who, who awkwardly was Michael Keaton's ex at that. How <laughs> do you know that? Well played. Yeah, um, I, I I thought she was great. You know, she it's it was really refreshing to see Vicky Vale in a in a spot, not like you know the the usual Catwoman stuff like that. And you know, she has become a bigger sort of part in the comic books and the video games, like in this in this generation. Um, apparently in the comic books, the original one, she was supposed to be a redhead, but there was a colouring issue. So it was actually supposed to be made, she was supposed to be blonde in the comic, sorry. There was a colouring issue. So she just got made blonde instead of red. Okay. 
Um, I was a bit sort of distorted about is she a journalist? Is she a photographer? But apparently she's a photojournalist. The fact that they brought up Corto Maltese made my fanboy rock hard because that's from The Dark Knight Returns. Mm. Um, a big war in Corto Maltese that Superman has to stop and then he gets radiated. Um, yeah, I thought she brought a great, sort of a great, you know, she looks like a, a journalist, you know? It wasn't like... Good looking journalist. I want to say, like... Hell yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like Lois Lane in Man of Steel, like Amy Adams. She seemed like, very independent. She yeah. Could do, she could and, do things. She wasn't just yeah. there to be like... And the plot device requires me to do this. There's a, there's an aesthetic to her that I really like as well because one of the beautiful things about this film is that if you really look at it, everyone that lives in Gotham City looks like shit. They look like shit. They all look like that. Their, their eyes are those two thugs at the start. Yeah, yeah. Their, their their eyes are sunken. Their sh- their cheeks are sunken in. Like it's not just the city that's rotting. It's Everyone in the city that's rotting, it's poisoning everyone. Yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the filth of the city is poisoning. Everybody. Bruce Wayne's probably safe over in his manor. He's out in his manor and safe and yeah. away from it. Um, and she's and just turned up. The rich elite, they're all so the so Harvey Dent and and Commissioner Gordon, Billy D, and uh, yeah, Billy D, yeah. and um, the mayor whose name escapes me right now. But they are, all look really healthy. But everybody else looks like crap. Everyone in the lower tier of society is just and crazy. every the the worst type of person they are, the crappier they look. And Vicky Val comes in, wearing white, blonde Glasses. hair. She's like an angel, like she's like a beacon of hope. And she does become that beacon of hope because, um, for the first time, Bruce Wayne sees that there is something that he could live for that's not vengeance. So she does become. He like does that this, double take, and he's like, yeah. And and even even um, uh, Alexander Knox sees that in her as well, and it's not just a sexual attraction. He sees her; it, it's that as well. But he sees her as being something that could be a benefit to this city. He's so friend zoned. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah, he gets a kiss on the cheek. Just, just one I'd thing. That, that. One thing that irked me is like how she did not fucking do this. Was after they after she gets into the bat. Um, she's sleeping and all you hear is like a creak and he is literally swinging upside down on like an exercise like machine, like a fucking bat. Uh, I, I think that, that that was a that was a visual joke for the people who eventually liked Ragnarok. That was one of those things that they go, oh, he's hanging upside down like a bat, bro. <laughs> oh, he's like, who does that in the morning? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's three, it's like three o'clock in the morning, I can't sleep. And yeah. It's just like... Like but yeah. but I, I think that that might walks out in the costume going shit. I forgot how, I yeah. forgot how to. Run. I think that even though that that is obviously a visual representation of the bat thing, I think it also shows that he can't get comfortable, and so he wakes up in the middle of the night and exercises. I don't think that he was sleeping there. I think that he was exercising. Yeah, and it's like he's so fo- like like the mask of Bruce Wayne comes off completely at night and so because he couldn't sort of sneak out because he needed to maintain that mask it turned into an exercise maintain that erection <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll show uh, you the back cave yeah. I really like there wasn't one point in that movie where I was like this is King Bassinger I always was like this is Vicky Bale yeah she, she very much um, Harrison Forded it like I, I never Indiana Jones Han Solo yeah Han yeah. Solo was never Indiana Jones and Indiana Jones yeah. was never Han Solo she had, she had that she had that just that main character I was like you know she is an absolute she, I could see me walking into a fucking newspaper that don't exist anymore do they and being like you know Vicky Bell is just like just <laughs> grinding down that story you know like who is Batman who is Bruce Wayne us and I love the fact that her partnership with Alexander Knox was great as well because he was like that bumbling you know hard getter like story like story guy 
And when he walks into the newsroom... Well, no, no one believes him. Everyone yeah. thinks he's a, he's a, he's a joke. Well, she's the first person... On that, when, she, when he walks into the, the newsroom, when he, like, someone gives... A cartoonist gives him a piece of yeah, paper. Yeah, the bat. And it says Bob Kane. Yes! Yeah. And he drew that. But in the original script, before Bob Kane got sick, he was actually supposed to be the guy that hands him that piece oh, of paper. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. But oh, he, cool. Was, he was in um, Batman Forever for, like, a second. Yeah. In that. And Gossip Gertie has been in all, all those movies. Gossip Gertie is um, his wife. Okay. In real life, so... Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed her character and I'm really glad. I feel like she made it, like made a pathway for further Vicky Vale, like adaptations in like other mediums. So, you know, comic books, um, you know, the Arkham game, she was in all of them. And, um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed just Kim Basinger in that. Yeah. So let's get to the crux of this. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. Um, Josh. How are you with uh, being a Marvel guy? And, and, and let's face it, ubiquitously, uh, Heath Ledger is everybody's joker now. And Jared Leto probably got 50,000 letters that were stamped, sent to him for being a bad joker because uh, Heath Ledger is so defined as the joker. It should be dislikes now instead of like letters. It'd be like, oh, yeah, dislike on Facebook. I, I just, yeah, I... I um. I don't like Heath Ledger as the Joker. I'm going to say it again and again and again. You're going to hear it on this podcast a hundred times. A vibe, I think that yeah. I think everyone knows that now. Yeah, yeah. it's. I just find that um, for me, growing up with the Joker, the Joker for me in the comics, impeccably dressed, and the Joker's insanity doesn't come from the fact he looks like a hobo who's insane. He looks like a clown who's well dressed, and and the thing I like about Jack Nicholson's Joker is is that his appearance is actually really important to and, him, and, and he dresses for the occasion too. They go to an art gallery, he dresses like an artist, like he's dressing for these occasions. And the mime, the mime scene, he's dressing like a mime. He's but getting he, dressed up. That terrified me. And the see, mime scene. I hate clowns, dolls, <laughs> mimes to an extension. Not, but God damn it, when you see the first one kind of appear, I'm like. Is this referencing... Is this like what Dark Knight was trying to do when they referenced um, the... I guess the the facial masks and stuff at the very start of the film, but you don't know which one the Joker is. And then you see all these mimes starting to come out of the woodwork. That's straight 66 and, Batman, bro. And I'm just like, oh... Just something about it. I was like, oh, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, what do you, you reckon about him? Um, he, he was a standout for the movie. And I'm glad you described it as it's a Joker movie, not a Batman movie, because honestly, like the notes I took down for Joker versus Batman are not in Batman's favor. Um, I thought Nicholson did a great role, and, and you know what? Watching all of them now, um, they look so different, which really made me, I think, fall into this universe a lot more, because knowing how they stand out and how they appear right now, just they look like completely different characters, yeah. which is really really cool. Uh, me getting to go in with fresh eyes and see it that way. I thought that was really cool. Um, I think one of the, almost one of the first things he says is like when he describes Harvey Dent as the clown, like there's a, like, or when he's watching TV, there's a lot of little subtle nods um, that pop up that are just really cool that if you catch, like you get where it's going with it or if, if you've never seen a Batman thing or never knew about it, you'd have no idea it was coming, but then you're like, oh, I see what they might be doing here um, to set that up. Um, when, when he's even playing with the cards, yeah, and, and, and then the Joker one just yeah, walks up, and, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, the Joker, cool!" And that was very in your face. That one, and he's like, "Yeah, take your cards, go play." Like you know, um, and I was like, "Oh, he's take your lucky deck." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, he's sleeping with his wife. Oh, he's probably gonna die now. He's gonna, yeah. he's gonna get uh, you know, what happens to those people who uh, don't respect?" Someone's him. about to get whacked. Yeah, basically. Um, 
the even just his laugh, you hear his laugh early. And it's just disturbing. Yeah. And I th- I think that Nicholson plays with that laugh all through that so well. For, for, there's the um I can't remember which bit it is actually. But yeah, oh it's um after he's killed um the oh I've got a live one here moment when he electrocutes the guy. And when, when he's having the big board meeting, yeah. Yeah, and, and when he goes out of that, the laugh goes from a yee to a hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. And it's like this trail of laughter and it's everybody you've ever heard's laugh in a, in a, in a row. And like all I can think of when I when I see that scene, when I watch that part of the movie, immediately in my brain, it puts like in every Batman comic that's got the Joker ever in it, ha 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 just gets that? printed repeatedly over my brain. Haven't you heard the healing power of laughter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get um when you see I guess when he gets pushed or not saved, whatever you want to call it, by a Batman, he falls into the the toxic chemicals which turn him into the Joker. When he's literally emerging from the vat. Yeah, you see his hand come up and then it cuts to black. But it's literally the emergence of the Joker. His hand's white at that point. It, it's a birth. Um, it's birth. It's birth, yeah. It's, it's childbirth. It's, it's exactly that. It's, it's looks really, it, really cool. It's the killing joke. Yeah. 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 Um, that looks really, really cool for me. Um, I had, yeah, his first joke is terrifying. I remember stopping the movie there and going, oh. I better put the lights back on now. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check behind me. You know, yeah. you know, make sure there's no one behind Where's me. Where's my pants? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's why you lock the door. Um, yeah. um, and and it's just yeah, his his laugh is is definitely iconic. I, I would believe um, you, and that's when he gets, I guess, revealed as the Joker. He's he's more. I think you go through a range of emotions really, really quickly. There, he's more shocked, horrified. You know, maybe. Astounded, Bernie. Just, just cool acceptance. You know, he goes through those ranges really quick, and he's just like, "Cool, I know who I am now." Later's. Yep. And he and he rushes out of that office, uh, or a small operating room, whatever you want to call it. All while, um, who's the guy that's working on him? Is more like still like, yeah, shocked at what's just happened. He's like, "What's going on here?" Um, as he runs off to go plan his next thing. And yeah. The 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 um. One of the keys to, to all of that birth scene, I think, is that, that that really distills where it's going because so much of the city, and Batman's so much part of the city because everything's black or tan or grey and all the rest of it. And it's weird because visually, Jack is very much more of a dandy than everybody else in the town, even more than what Carl Grissom is because his suits are always nice and sharp and all the rest of it. So when he becomes the Joker, that insistence on still being a sharp dresser is still very much there. And that's, that's why like that, that juxtaposition of him being nuts, but still needing to look good. Mm. And I, I think that that's really cool. And, and also the fact that as Vicky Vale is this shining light, the Joker stands out almost like a devil because he's always white faced and bright. So there's all of this darkness and he's, he's the purple thing. A devil in the pale moonlight. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, also yeah. gets the best lines in the film. Yeah, let's face it. He, he did all his best lines himself. Yeah. He, like... um, when he when he's in the gangster scene as well, and he's he's dressing up, and he's putting on his normal people makeup. Yeah, but then um, oh, I can't remember what happens, but he wipes his face. Oh, after after he's um killed the mob boss with the electric thing. Yeah, and, and, and he, he turns and talks to Bob and yeah, wipes and he it wipes off his, his face. face. And yeah, it's the white underneath is revealed. Um, I, I think the whole part of the story, like you said, Gotham is dying, it's getting poisoned, and then he does the whole makeup 
uh, poisoning as well. I think a lot of that kind of plays into the same thing. Yeah. About maybe hiding your true identity or... It's people, about people, masks. Yeah, ma- masks, exactly that. Um, but is, the cool thing... really cool. There's an awesome subtlety there that next time you watch this film, you've really got to watch it. I actually suspect that it's the first time that Bob... Bob the Goon, I think it's the first time he's seen that the Joker's white-skinned as well. Because if you look at Bob's face when he wipes his head, Bob actually goes, uh, it's played by Tracy... Tracy Walters. Tracy Walters. Tracy Walters. You see actually Bob go, when he sees like, the makeup change, yeah. he, he like flinches a little bit uh, when he sees it. It was just like um, Michael Caine in The Dark Knight where Heath Ledger gets off the elevator. It was the first time he ever saw him in makeup mm. because he had lines to say to him, but he was so shocked by the way he looked. Yeah. He couldn't say anything. He's like, what? Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, he gets some great lines. Like the pen is truly mightier than the sword and he throws the pen. Oh, the, oh, it's yeah. your Uncle Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, time, time, to, time to pay the check. I love, yeah. I love that he, the Joker's sitting there in his chair with all these like cool Joker gadgets and stuff and he had the giant fist. Um, and he shits on the Batman when he's on TV going, this guy dresses like a bat and everyone pays attention yeah. to him. Yeah. And he's what like, kind of a clown. world do yeah. we live in where a man dressed like a bat gets all my press? Yeah. Way to, where they get a load of me. Ooh. Ooh. One of the, <laughs> one of the really cool scenes that I did think that they maybe based something from a future Batman film off as well is when, um, I guess the camera pans upwards when he sees, uh, Vicky Vale's photo and he's like, oh, she's gorgeous. And, you know, I can't even stay in the lines and he's cutting out a... Be uh, still out my phone. heart. Yeah, and he puts it down. He's like, this is great. You know, we've got a lot to plan and the camera starts to pan up from an aerial point of view and you see all these photographs just laid on the floor. I thought that was very reminiscent of, I guess, Jared Letter's Joker and the Suicide Squad when you have all the knives... Yeah. Oh, and the and champagne stuff, bottles. Yeah, laying on yeah. the floor and all yeah. his weapons. His yeah. weapons is more his knowledge yeah. and what he plans to do, whereas his one is... He's more of a gangster. He's more Joker. gangster. So he's got all these knives and weapons and stuff. And baby clothes. Um, yeah, and baby clothes off to the corner. I'd, um, I'd put more into that, um, the fact that the, the Joker did a... He did an ad for Smilex, where in The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger did that, that little... TV thing about him um, like holding that other guy hostage and killing him if like the guy doesn't come forward. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think that was more like in, in, in tune with it. You know the two models that are in that? They're yeah. not credited. They're, they're not credited oh, they're in the credits. Well, uh, and from what I understand, I don't know if this is true or not, but one of them is Rachel Ryan who was a porno star and, and Warner Brothers didn't want a porno star's name in the credits of the film. Love because, that Joker. Because it's still technically a kid's film. Love that, that was, Joker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they were still in the mindset that this is a kid's film. So they didn't want to have a porno star's name in the credits. Dude. So and they, they didn't want to just have one of the girls' names not there, so both of them both got their names dropped. taken off. They must be using brand X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh just something about the way he talks. He talks with such confidence. Yeah. Um and, and know how. But did did you feel that the revelation, I guess, of the Joker being the original killer of Bruce Wayne's parents? Oh, that was such a redcon, dude. That was one thing I, was, I found it hamfisted. I, I did not like it. It was a red yeah, con, dude. I, not good. I was like, oh, this seems to just piece together very, very of all the people ever. Yeah. Um, and then the whole, you know, devil in the pale blue moonlight. He says that to him, and he's like, oh, I know who you are. I know who you are. Uh, even when he says he's like, you know, when he's Bruce Wayne, and he whispers in his ears, going, I know who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how I felt about that particular scene. Then he's like, well, you you gave birth to me before I gave birth to you. Um, but apart from that, that was probably the only gripe. I was a bit like, eh, it seems a bit forced, but everything else seemed pretty spot on. So yeah, um, I, I think that Jack Nicholson's certainly the hero of the film. It's um, you don't watch that film for Michael Keaton playing Batman. You watch that film for Jack Nicholson playing the Joker. So um, as far as the aesthetics of the film are concerned, um, 
as far as the aesthetics of the film are concerned, um, what did we think about, not, not just the visual, not just Anton First's visuals of it, but like Danny Elfman's soundtrack juxtaposed with Prince's music. Shane, do you think that, do you think that Danny Elfman's circus style score and Prince's very 80s funk music still works today in that film? Yes. I love Danny Elfman. And like, you know, obviously Tim Burton brought him over from um, Beetlejuice with all that like really harmonious like, And And Pee-Wee's Big Adventure too. Oof. Um, so Tim Burton's first film with Danny Elfman was Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, I like, I mean, but, uh, Elfman's music's very circusy. It's very bum 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 yeah. bum 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 bum, and he does it, that thing here as well. Well, his soundtrack, like as soon as I got that on CD, I remember I went to a party. I purposely drove and didn't drink. I was driving down back alleys in the dark with my windows down and pumping up the original soundtrack. Like, so are we talking Prince or are we talking Danny? No, Danny Elfman. Nice. Everyone's like Batman. Yeah. So I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the soundtrack. Like Danny Elfman can't be wrong. So the the Batmobile. You're you're a huge Batmobile. You're 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 not just a Batman fan, but you like the cars. I love that Batmobile. I love the fact that it's a two seater because I know the Bat. Everyone loves a Batman Forever one. But this Batmobile has everything. I know they, they jazzed it up in Batman Returns to like, you know, have its own little like like pulley mechanism where it can like shoot up and turn around and shoot flames into people and not kill them. Yeah. But this Batmobile is so fucking tight. And, and even down to the it gets such speeds that it requires a grappling hook to turn a corner. <laughs> that, that that's that's so cool. Like, like, yeah, I, all I think the that, other cars run into it and there's a huge collision. Yeah, and, I, I think that that was one of the things for me too was is that it's it's so the Batmobile is so um, it's so identity so fast in such a small space that it's almost and it's so long that it's almost useless, um, and the Batwing as well. Um, the Batwing was a like the that awesome section where the thing flies up. You get that really cool the moon. scene of the moon yeah. to get rid of the balloons. Yeah, yeah. I feel like and it looks controllable. It looks like it, the, the Batwing could be real. It isn't like a. Well, that's the image you get from the cover as well. Yeah. You so get good. the Batwing over like a moon-esque. It, it very reminds me of like a, it's like a Top Gun thing where, where the plane's shooting up, they cut the engines and then let it drop. And, and it looks like that it drops there. Um, so in, in that final scene, that those final scenes with the Joker and, um, and Batman in that face-off, do you think that so so we, we go back up to that gigantic tower, there's that little the bit Bell of comedy. Tower, yeah. The cathedral. The yeah. cathedral, there's yeah. that little bit of how do you think that the final battle between Batman and the Joker goes, Shane? Do you think that, that is that does that work? Is that a fair fight? I think I think it's it. I think I think the Joker fell and I don't think it's coming back. You know, like in the Dark Knight, you know, he did the whole, you know, he's swinging off a like a like the bat claw, whatever it is, and then he falls. I think it's a fair fight. I think, you know, um, going up to that tower with, like, Batman and Vicky Vale, um, I would have loved to have seen, a, like, a, a sequel with Jack Nicholson coming back. I feel like maybe the Penguin, not so much. <laughs> it would have been good to see maybe another, another like, movie with the Joker. Yeah. But, like, I feel like in his, um, in Jack, in Jack Nicholson's, like, retrospect, he, he killed, he was dead. Do you feel like, yeah, having that certainty of then the camera zooming in and seeing the body and yeah. being like, oh, that certainty, like, you know, would you prefer to be like, oh, he fell and then be like, we don't know where he went. Like, no, he survive, I, 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 I'd, I'd rather him be dead. Yeah? Yeah. Because I know that in a lot of the comic books, you know, it's always like up to interpretation where like, you know, is the Joker dead? You know, did, yeah. ambiguous, did, like, where did, did he go? Did, did Batman just... really kill him in the, uh, in the killing joke? You know, yeah. I feel like in this one, 
so so what, what to extend out from that like let's say Batman's an action film superhero films are action films slash science fiction films do you think that the final fight because the final fight between the pair of them it's one sided it's Batman beating the shit out of the Joker um do you think that that's a good way to finish this film? Do you, do you think that the Joker having no real defence, because everything he's done up to that is so fucked up that this is what he deserves? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's where Tim Burton wanted to go as well. Um, yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't fault the end of that movie. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. You, you, you kind of... The thing I find really funny about it is, is that like with most it's an action film so so with most action films you expect that the the hero prevails over whatever it is that he's trying to prevail over and that last thing is that big fucking fist fight and you don't get it you don't get that big there, there, there's there's a little bit of punching and all a little the rest bit of punching of it. and then what they, do they slip and then they go over the railing I think and he then... slips does and, and he tries to catch him well they, he... well they both go over and then the joker's like he's oh, hanging, i'm just gonna jump on you he's, he's hanging from a gargoyle isn't he yeah, yeah he like slips that, yeah. over first and then he pulls them both over and then they're in the compromising position and he's hanging on to the gargoyle going I'm going to jump on the ledges and doing the little itsy bitsy spider I'm going to whack your, f- your fingers off by one, one by one and you know I did like the use of all the there was a lot of cool gadgets and stuff in it um, I don't know it seemed a bit lucky yeah that that happens superheroes need to have luck though because there's a lot of <laughs> superheroes don't work without luck let's face it you, you, like, I, I like them being able to smart their way out of a problem have like bad luck fall in their favour so oh they're in a situation but then being able to out, outsmart themselves like get their own way out of a problem Tony Stark couldn't he had to yeah. get Captain Marvel hmm? <laughs> <laughs> we came back and said today it's okay cut see cut so yeah so um do, did Tim Burton direct this film adequately is, is, is Tim Burton's style, Tim Burton's aesthetic, the fact that he used people like Prince and Danny Elfman, does this work as a Batman film? Or does Nolan's fo- films work better as a Batman film? Or does Affleck's, the films that Affleck was in, do they work better? What, what, what aesthetic do you think is a better Batman film? In saying that, I think you've got a very... To, to start, you've got Batman, who's a very dark character. And if you want to go dark, dark, you go Nolan. I feel like that's a very dark, gritty... Like, there is no hope that is that trilogy. I feel like this, it was a nice breath of fresh air. And, and it, I think it only works because you had the Joker as the villain, who was a very vibrant, colourful... He stood out in every Agreed. single scene. Uh, and those songs and the museum scene, they were aspects of his personality going, I'm just going to do what I want. I'm yeah, just going to cause the Prince, chaos. The Prince that, songs are very much the songs of the bad guys and the dark the side man. of Gotham. Yeah. yeah. So you got Party Man. He shows Party Man at the thing over the... Um, you hear one of the songs when the people are about to in be the robbed. Yeah, the, the one in the parade. Like Party Man, Scandalous and Bat Dance? Yeah, so, yeah. so there's very much songs that are played... They're not played at Bruce Wayne's. Bruce Wayne's High Society, so it's all very <laughs> much the score. But all of the, all of the stuff that's low level is all very much... Um, aimed at the bad guys. The prince's music, the, the groovy stuff that the kids will get to, is all very much the low-level stuff. It's not the highfalutin stuff. It's not the action stuff. Do you know Jack Nicholson got paid $60 million for this film? Really? He, t- he took 10 mil as a base salary, but instead of, instead of getting the full, he decided to take a... He was like, I want to take a, like a cut of the profit. Yeah, he went film. for points. So... This actually was the highest salary until your mate, RDJ, came through with Iron oh, Man. Oh, did he beat him? Iron oh. Man 
opted for the same deal. It was known yeah. as the Nicholson deal. Yeah, he's yeah. gone for a point system. So instead of going for a straight up cash salary, they get a... He got a base. Yeah. Well, was that because um, they couldn't afford him and this was the only way to have well, Nichols, uh, they, Nicholson deal? They baited him into it because they approached Robin Williams. So Ooh. Jack Nicholson said no because he didn't want to do a superhero film. So they went to Robin Williams... And since they were really close, um, obviously they were like, all right, well, if you're not going to do it, Robin Williams will. And Jack Nicholson said, no, I'll do it. So they baited Robin Williams and he actually got really pissed because they asked him to do the Riddler in Batman Forever. Yeah. And he said, fuck you guys. He so, goes, okay, then, so, so with that, knowing, with that knowledge, what do you think a Batman film with everything else exactly the same would have been like with Robin Williams? So good. But do you I, think Robin Williams would have had the dark depth that no, he had. I with think the, he would have had a lot more comedy. With, oh yeah. no, with, with the Riddler, he would have been great. Oh yeah, yeah. Agreed. So, But as the Joker, I don't think you have that darkness to him. You have that funny side that he can say, but then all of a sudden he can be like, hey guys, funny joke. And then he can just turn and go, and you're dead. And then shoot someone like that in cold blood and then go, cool, back to laughing. I couldn't, I couldn't see Rob Williams doing that. No. Yeah. No, so, I, I mean, he has done that though. There, there was a couple of horror one films. One hour photo. One hour photo. One hour photo was great. Was he in Sleepless as well? Uh, it was... Oh, was it called Sleepless? No, it's called what? No, it's Insomnia. Insomnia, yeah. yeah. Like, like he can do that, but I don't know if he can do that in the same film. He's some scary shit and flubber. I'm sorry, I don't, I, I don't like that movie. It was not good. Yeah. It's yeah. flubber! Yeah. But, you know, Jack Nicholson was come off The Shining, so obviously he had that, like, that double sort of sided thing where... Whether that was a good thing or, you know... That was a great However thing. you want to look yeah. at it, but I think, yeah, just like, hey, you want to do something similar and then just... Well, Chazzle. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest as well, he played a, a guy <sighs> pretending to be a madman in that who eventually found that being in an asylum can send you mad. Hey, so. you want to be a madman? There you go. Yeah. Do you want a pillow over your face? Yeah. So, um, do you have anything else to say about Nicholson as a Joker? Because it, it's a pretty big part of the movie. Um, I honestly think that he, his whole thing of switching on and off, his unpredictability, was one of the best things I've seen. And yep. that's, that's straight Nicholson. Agreed. You know? his, his lines, his quips... You know, like, have you ever danced with the devil in a pale moonlight? Or what do you want? I want, like, a little song, little dance, Batman's head on a lance. Um, he's, he steals every scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I love it as a Joker film. You know, it was just gorgeous watching him just light up that screen. Um, his interactions with Bob the Goon. He's supposed to be really good friends with him. Oh, and then yeah. he fucking shoots him. Yeah. And interesting fact... <laughs> Give that, me your gun! That's yeah. great. And, and, Mark, and, gun! And, and all his <laughs> minions are like so believing yeah. of him and just like, yeah, cool, no problem. He's like, bang. And he's like... He actually... Um, <sighs> Kevin Smith actually um, put Silent Bob as his character after Bob the Goon. After oh, Tracy really? Walters. Yeah. I didn't realise that. Yeah. And, you know, he... Like, he was just absolutely mesmerising the fact that one top like he could be this one person where he'd be like Bob you're my number one guy and then just shoot him straight away you know he's taken after an, an iconic role after the great Cesar Romero did in the 66 mm-hmm. after coming into this you know he, he was a face you know he did Witches of Eastwick he did The Shining One Flew is a Cuckoo Nest Terms of Endearment oh god um Postman Always Rings Twice yeah all that sort you of know, stuff like so, people knew who he was I feel like Tim Byrne I feel like Tim Byrne just gave him just gave him a base script and said, "Just do your thing." Yeah, yeah. And, you know, be mad. That whole thing in the, in the art gallery, you know, gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Yeah. Like he did all of that, he, all this, like, him talking to that dead corpse, you know, like with, with the hand buzzer, you know, it was just, yeah. it was just so much he brought to the table that like nobody, like Heath Ledger did not bring, Jared Leto couldn't bring, and I don't think anybody in the future, in Joaquin Phoenix, he won't, they won't bring. I, I've got to say that I think part of that is too is that Tim Burton's 
we'll call it respect it must, might have also been awe of the fact that he had Jack Nicholson in a film I don't think any I don't think Chris Nolan Chris Nolan let's face it loves himself a little bit so I don't think that he was in awe of Heath Ledger and I don't think um, was it Goya that directed Suicide Squad David S. Goya no no no, no David Ayer Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he was in awe of Jared Leto, but I think that when uh, Tim Burton on his third film of all time ends up with Jack Nicholson, and he'd already worked with Michael Keaton and stuff like that, so all the rest of them were sort of fairly minor, and then he had Jack fucking Nicholson. Um, that's like, oh, do I just let him do what he wants to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah, because you don't hire Jack Nicholson and say to him, "You need to say these words exactly." Read off these cards. Yeah, read. read. Yeah. I'm going to hold up signs, and yeah. you need to read them. Yeah, you I, don't do that with Jack. Nicholson. I think a lot of people were thinking that um, Alec Baldwin would actually be Batman, like because they like because I think um, word got out about somebody from Beetlejuice would be Batman, and we were like, "Oh my god, Alec Baldwin!" But then like, "Oh, it's Michael Keaton." But then Alec Baldwin tried to do the Shadow, which you know, obviously, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I like The Shadow, I have to I, say. I, I got it. I don't, I don't mind it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of those sort of pulpy films anyway. I wish that they'd do another um, Doc Savage. They did a Doc Savage film in like 1977 with Ron Eli. You were like 30 at that point, weren't you? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it would be nice to, to, for them to visit some of those old... Mm. There's a character called um, Justice who's like this white, white hard-skinned character like Tombstone from the Spider-Man oh, comics. So and... Um, uh, Jack Kirby did a comic of Justice Inc. for um, for DC in the 70s, I think. It would be nice if they went back and did one of those sorts of things because I think that with... Um, superhero films have got to sort of die off a little bit soon. Um, I don't know if... They're here forever. Um, I don't know. I think that with what happened with Endgame, I think that they're going to lose like a good 40% of their audience. I want them to die off just a tad. Just, 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 just simmer it off a bit, just to build up. Lots of people. A, lot, a, a lot of people uh, said like, "Oh, well, where do we?" A lot of people that I've spoken to are like, "Oh, well, that's the Avengers done now. That's weird. They set up a lot of other movie like, like lead-ins to, and, yeah. and that's it, all done." And I'm like, "No, they've got another Phase yeah. Four, Phase Marvel, five, fin- Marvel yeah, movies are finished they're, now. They're they're ready to go. Like, if anything, this is just the end of Part One, and then they're going into something else. But at yeah. the same time, I agree there is a big, I guess, risk to a degree now going." Well, there's your heaviest hitter. Yep. They, they call him uh, greatest defenders. Yeah, yeah Shang-Chi. They, just work on Shang-Chi. Yeah, um, just yeah. 30 Shang-Chi films. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask... It's very crazy. At the, at the end of this, Shane, big Batman fan. Yes. What would you give this film out of five? Four. Four out of five? So is this your best Batman film? Is this the Batman film? Is this if, if, you, if somebody said to you, you can only ever watch one Batman film for the rest of your life, is this the Batman film? It'll be my second. Okay. It'll be Dark Knight. Dark Knight? My first one. Because that's that, this is where this all stemmed from. Is that like, what you saw first? You saw Dark Knight yeah, first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, like, this one will always be the second to me. Like, you know, every, everyone's, you know, everyone has seen this film. Everybody knows who the original Joker was. Yep. If they don't remember Cesar Romero. Um, but, you know, this film has minimal flaws if you're, mm-hmm. like, a, if you're a, a real fan. So, um, I can watch this every week and not get bored of it. Yep, cool. Yeah. Josh? I was going to say, yeah, I find it very hard to do a perfect film, but I thought watching it again uh, this week and last, uh, I'd say a solid four. I really enjoyed Jack Nicholson in it. Really, really enjoyed it. Terrified me at some points, but uh, that goddamn mind, mind scene and um, yeah, his unpredictability, uh, which is what he's meant to be good at. Really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Well, I, I, the, I... the ending was the only bit that suffered for me, to be honest. Okay. But, but apart from that, I'm not going to say a whole movie was bad because of it uh, I really enjoyed the film I, I have to say that I'm with you guys I, I give it a solid 4 and, and I think it nails that 4 and um, something that you said earlier Josh that I, I found that was really particular about this film is that 
when was it set? It doesn't matter when it was set in Gotham City. That's what I like about it. It doesn't matter when. This is just a story that was set sometime, somewhere. And it's so important to the DC universe is that their timeline isn't the same as our timeline. Mm. So it doesn't matter when it was. If set. you watch Batman Returns, it fucking seems apparent in the forties when you have like a thirty-year-old bat, like um, newspaper boy saying extra, extra <laughs> penguin sewer boy, and and yet they've got a um a Bruce Wayne in his um trophy room has a nineteen eighty-eight set of video cameras filming through a two-way mirror. Well, he's a so, creep. He's a creep in that in that in this, when he's in the Batcave just looking at Vicky Vale. I'm like, come on, it's man. Like, we'll see yeah. that for later. I'd be doing it. <laughs> are they, in that scene as well because you'll know better than me as well is, is that a little nod to all these past villains and stuff are there particular outfits there from villains That's no I, I think that they're they're just they... supposed to show his addiction to finding the perfect costume okay I cool. think they're, they're finding I, they, they all seem to be costumes that, that resound an, an element of fear Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what he was looking for. If you watch, if you watch Batman Returns, he actually has like a full like wardrobe in his back cave, full of the same suit and like eight different pairs of boots. <laughs> so when we get to that yeah. one, it's just yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's like a Simpsons character. Yeah, I've got that. He's so, got like eight different pairs of boots. I'm like, hope they're the right size. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck all of them. Are yeah. the, all of them are 11s. God damn it. <laughs> he goes down in pairs of Nikes. Well, I reckon that we can probably say that the uh, the nerds of odds have. Uh, unanimously decided that that Batman 1989 Tim Burton's Batman is a solid four stars good stuff cool okay so that's the end of the podcast um we've come to our our determination of uh of how good Batman 89 is um I think for the next episode we should probably considering we did the first three episodes all Marvel 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 we might dive into another bit of DC uh movies how about we go for one of the animated films um, I so, like cartoons. I like cartoons. So we might do one of the DC Universe original animation films, and we'll do Justice League versus the Teen Titans. Um, so we got a little bit of everything in that. A little bit for everybody. A little bit of Batman. A little bit of Superman. A little bit of Teen Titans, and a lot of Starfire. If you know what I mean. Um, so Shane, where can we find you on social media? Uh, at Batfleck forty four. You're in for a ride. So is that going to be Pat Flex soon or? Fuck. Anything about that? I'll have to see how he looks. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm in. It'll, I'm, it'll, I'm it'll forward. be Batterson. Uh, Josh, hurry up. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> Josh, where can we find you? Uh, sourceless white boy on Instagram. I wish Ooh. we could still talk about that. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, if you're not liking can... Sauce, we'll go for just white boy. But then <laughs> you might come up with like. 18 million hits or some shit. White, so. bo- white boy probably wouldn't be All quite appropriate either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can find me at Nerds of Oz. I'll make sure that we put a couple of pics of Josh's awesome shoes up later on. You can also read my horror movie reviews at twowatchpile.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And we, the Nerds of Oz, will catch you next time. See ya.